My name is Samantha Kane. At least I think it is. You might not believe it to look at me, but I was born only eight years ago on a beach in New Jersey. I entered the world fully grown, wearing clothes I don't remember buying. In the back pocket, a single key filed blank and faceless. Fitting metaphor, but otherwise no help whatsoever. None. Sometimes I stand naked in the mirror, try to guess my age. 35, maybe? I have lots of scars. A man's penis. <laughs> this is Filmsack. <laughs> Sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 446 of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. It's our continuing Christmas time adventure here in the month of December, and welcome to the show. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian. He was just two months pregnant when he woke up Dunaway. Oh, now I'm eight years and two months pregnant. Ooh. I've got to get this thing out of me. Oh, hi. And now the final thoughts of a deer crossing the snowy road on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know what? I think I could totally be a reindeer. Uh-huh. Those guys have it made. Oh, man. I wish. I mean, only working one day a year and then just hanging out with short, pointy-eared humans the rest of the time and eating cookies and, hey, what's that? It's so bright. Is that the sun? I thought it was like almost midnight or something. Well, you know what? I think I'll just stop right here in the middle of the road and enjoy this unexpected miracle sunrise. Oh, shit. What's happening? I'm in the air. <laughs> Did my Christmas wish come true? Am I a reindeer? Look at me, mama dear. I'm flying. Odd. Why does flying hurt so much? Perhaps if I flail and kick about really hard, I can gain some altitude. Nope. Here comes the ground. Ouch. Life is pain. <laughs> Well, this is unfortunate. <laughs> Perhaps the dream of being a reindeer was oversold by the dear media. Merry freaking Christmas to me indeed. Oh, dear. I'm pretty sure I broke every bone in my body. Every bone? Every bone in my body. <laughs> hey, a human angel with flashing earlobes approaches. Perhaps she will heal me with her magical healy powers. Nope, neck broken. Merry Christmas to all and to all a long kiss my ass good night. No animals were harmed in the making of this intro. However, Earl did. <laughs> oh, wow. You really zeroed in on that deer from the first like <laughs> chunk of the movie. That's great. I love that perspective. All right. Nicely done, as always. Uh, also with us, Randy, I bumped pelvises with him, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi. Randy. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was one of the world's foremost leading experts on amnesia? No. True story. Now, the most interesting aspect of amnesia is that often patients have physical scars on their bodies, and these can be very helpful in diagnosis. You see, Amnesia victims often feel that all the dreams you never thought you'd lose got tossed along the way and letters that you never meant to send get lost or thrown away. Now, you see, 
scars are souvenirs you never lose because you know the past is never far and patience they often feel like you lose yourself somewhere out there and, and get to be a star and of course it makes you sad to know that life is more than who we are Here's the thing, boys. We grow up way too fast, and now there's nothing to believe, and reruns all become our history. Uh, it's like a tired song keeps playing on a tired radio. <laughs> In scene. And scene. I'm still hung up on the way you say scares. Yeah, yeah scares. Scare. It's that accent, see? It's that southern Brian, accent. Brian. I, I won't. I won't tell no one your name. <laughs> uh, with us finally, it's Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, there you go. With us, with us finally and always, Brian. It's like the Born Identity without decent music or a good director, Ibit. <laughs> so true. Uh, you know, this week's movie reminds me that I've actually got a section of my life that I don't rem. Oh, hold on a second. Tina's here. What's up, hun? You need the box. Yeah, I got the box cutter right here. Oh, look, we got a package from Amazon. What did we get? Ooh, a frying pan. Okay, cool. I mean, oh, watch out, watch out. Don't drop it on my Oh, Oh, wow. I I just remembered. Before I was a podcaster, I worked for a small newspaper software development company where I where I recorded a video talking about using somebody's phone. Oh, my God, the frying pan again. Oh, wait a minute. Before that, I'm remembering now. I was a Russian hitman working for KGB. And then uh, I used to make, oh, oh, my God, before that, I was a gay barista <laughs> at Peaberry Coffee, and I made a fabulous ma uh, maple mocha latte. And I, oh, I was an Italian pastry chef. Make sure to try the cannoli. And then, oh, yeah, I was also a uh, cookware percussionist for the Boston Symphony Orchestra, where I played the frying pan. Oh, Iriman, I was a making Jamaican. I was a making Jamaican blunt roller. Making Jamaican. These offensive stereotypes brought to you by Amnesia. Ask your doctor if Amnesia is right for you. Nice. Yep. And Wait. I'm your doctor. Hold on a second. <laughs> What's your what folio are you using? What are you using to an actual an actual frying pan? Really? A real frying pan. Yeah, he kept, dro he kept dropping it on his own head. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. man. You make that this sound? is actually happening, Scott. That's amazing. All right. It is a uh a tools of the trade 9.5 inch oven safe to 450 degrees uh friend can i'm hitting it with my knuckles wait did you did you bring it down oh, for this yeah, did you of course oh. I did. and i tried several different frying pans to figure out which one had the best sound for for fully work wow i'm i'm yeah. impressed the to the craft yeah your commitment your method approach is strong <laughs> I'm, I'm so method with my film psychiatry yeah i like it a lot uh, all right. Well, it's uh, Long Kiss Goodnight uh, is the movie we watched. It's a thing from 1996 with uh, you got your uh, people in it. <laughs> Gina Davis. <laughs> the Gina Davis, the yeah, Samuel the L. Samuel L. Jacksons. Jackson, who, who I, I'm going to say it right off the top of the show in case it's controversial and we can get it out of the way now. I actually like I think this may be one of my favorite things he he's in. His character Ooh, and his portrayal, wow. I really liked and, his. And Sam L. Jackson will agree with you. It's, it's mm -hmm. his favorite character. Yeah, he says it's his. It's I, I guess what I'm saying is outside of Tarantino movies, I feel like Samuel L. Jackson is kind of the same dude. Uh, and it's okay because we all love that dude. And it's not a problem. But it seems like Tarantino is the one that gets him to go off script a little bit or go out, out of his lane. This is oh. an example where he went out of his lane and it wasn't anything to do with Tarantino. In fact, it's Rennie Harlan, a 
arguably terrible director. <laughs> Who's arguing with you? Yeah, no one's arguing, I guess. Even Gina Davis would agree these days. Uh, but uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, is delightfully fun in this in a way that I didn't expect. And I think he rises above the material, which isn't hard to do. Admittedly, the material's you know a little rote and there's lots of issues. But I think his, his character is really f- great. And I liked him a lot in this. So I'm just putting it I out there. I wonder if he said it was his favorite role before he started doing the glass, Mr. Glass character for uh, or, or Nick Fury. He seems to really oh, love right. Nick Fury. Well, according to yeah. him, this was just this was just on Fallon like a month ago. Oh, he, that he reason. Says, okay. Yeah. So wow. he he claimed this just like a month ago on a talk show when they asked what his favorite role is because he's in everything and and that's what he said. And I just thought Take that M Night Shyamalan right? and Kevin mm-hmm. Feige. Sorry, earlier in the year, January fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, it was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I got I, to make out with Gina Davis. Yeah. No, I, I, I would like to go around the room while we're on Samuel L. Jackson and sure. get your favorite Samuel L. Jackson role that's not a Quentin Tarantino uh, movie. <laughs> or this, right? I can't count this because I really this, like yeah. this. Give me, give me your favorite Samuel. Since I've already, Jackson. since I've already spilled my candy in the lobby, it is. Um, if outside of Tarantino, it's Mr. Glass. That's a that's uh, a good one. That is yeah, that's one. Like, hard to argue it, with, right? Yeah. And it's and it's it's hard to remember, but there was a time when Shyamalan was also known as an actor's director. Like he really was getting people to, you know, to like in, embody these roles. And you, you 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 like we watched The Village and I I still keep going back to they're they're acting the hell out of that movie, you mm-hmm. know? And oh, yeah. and yeah, Samuel Jackson amazing as mr glass i totally agree i, I agree with that I, it's actually hard for me to think of anything i mean he's done a million things i do really like his nick fury um but it's you know i it's i can't I'm call gonna it go his, off right go ahead i'm gonna go off just a little bit and i'm gonna say that samuel l jackson's uh phone commercials are the best <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> that is off script <laughs> what's in your wallet yeah <laughs> right or, yeah, capital ones i'm sorry that is uh, uh, top tier top tier actors making commercials by the way that's a subject it's just a, an interesting subject, like George Clooney selling you a coffee maker. That's a, right. that's interesting. You yeah, know? it is. Yeah. So you always have to ask: Are they in on the company in some form or fashion? Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. always assume they are. My favorite uh, of his Nick Furies, though, because he plays yeah. it in a lot of movies, is the one from Winter Soldier. For some reason, I think that's peak Mick. Uh, not McFury. Mm. Almost said Mitch Fury. McFury. That McFury. Oh, I love the McFury. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do you get the one with Oreos or the one with M and M's? I get M and M's, but around this time of year, you get the the pumpkin spice. It's excellent. I oh, highly recommend wow. it. Uh, but yeah, like he's he uh, he also plays a really interesting sort of um, extreme talk show kind of host guy in the RoboCop remake called uh, his name was Pat Novak in that. It's it's you know no one hardly saw this movie so. I don't blame anyone for not knowing what I'm talking about, but I really liked him in that. Interesting. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, I'm amazed nobody said uh, Mace Windu. Wow. It just blows my mind. That yeah. yeah said but I mean, it was Mace kind Windu. of, that was really his dream, not our dream. Right. Yeah. And his... I also, <laughs> I also like, we, we know coming in to episodes two and three that Mace Windu is going to die. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he is a Jedi. He's a Jedi. Yeah. Like, He's gonna die. A Jedi and, that we never hear from again in the later die. movies. So mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's the point. Uh, th- that's yeah. my point, right? Like you. Oh wow. Okay. So you in episode two, you're like, oh, there's a bunch of Jedi. I guess they're all gonna die because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're not in episode four. And like that alone really limits that character for me. You know, like mm-hmm. my favorite character that he's ever played is Neville Flynn, the the passenger in Snakes on a Plane. And mm-hmm. I I just love I love how he embraces. 
be you know being outraged that entire freaking movie i love that yeah and and you like you genuinely wonder they gonna kill him but you don't know you don't mm-hmm. know he's gonna die yeah. <laughs> you know and right. he doesn't right. he doesn't actually die on snakes in a plane. i feel like spoilers yeah spoiler right? <laughs> i feel like uh i will say that his character too short lived in jurassic park would be the mm. true oh, yeah he's Arnold. great man would, it would that would be his i think that would be the real Samuel Jackson, if he wasn't an actor, I think that would be kind of <laughs> just cranky job role. cigarette yeah, hanging off the end of his mouth. Just, just being uh, pissed tired at Newman. Of shit. Just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I could see that. I that's mean, he was good. in a lot of stuff before that, but that's really where I think I remember like, you know, really paying attention to. Right to samuel jackson well pre- previous to all previous to jurassic park so 93 and back it's tons of stuff but things you don't remember it's like a tv spot on law right. and order he was on <clears throat> he was in goodfellas but a very small role in that right the, right movies you remember but not characters you remember in right, those movies right you know Sea of love he played black guy <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i no, i, I noticed really... nobody said black snake moan nobody said that. oh right. i did like yeah, that movie but it's a uh, challenging a really creepy role though Ooh. yeah I'd put Negotiator above that. I think he was yeah. really good in that. Um, All right. I don't know. I wonder if I, you know, anything Kevin Spacey right now, could I watch a Kevin Spacey right. movie and not be taken completely out of the film every time Kevin Spacey appears on screen and think. I'm glad you said that this way because one of the things people assume about the Kevin Spacey thing and whether or not people want to see a thing that he's in, they think mm-hmm. it's can they think it's this thing where you're like, I can't enjoy his role because he's a horrible human being. That's part right. of it. But part no, of it is, yeah. It's distracting now. It is. Yeah, right. Totally Every time you see him, it's it, you don't think, oh, he, he's really in this role and he's really playing this character. You're thinking, yeah, that's the guy who did that thing. And I can't right. think of him. I can't yeah. see him outside of that. Yeah, it's distracting. Right. I hate it. It's distracting. Yeah. So I can't even watch like American Beauty without. Oh, yeah. See, that's the worst of him because still... he's, he is so oh, central to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and it feels like it, the it role. You know, runs a tangent, a parallel line to the, yeah. the real life stuff at points. The um, I still say, if you get an opportunity to watch Baby Driver, get, mm-hmm. get past it is a really good movie. Get past the Kevin Spacey in there and watch it because it's he's so, so good. He's mm-hmm. so secondary in that movie. It's really he, he totally he's there and he plays oh, yeah. the role, but he's so secondary. He's just so yeah. flat. I have yeah. not Elbert, avoided it. Elbert I just Elbert hasn't Angling. come around. I just got to watch it. I wonder if that's streaming. Probably is. I it was just... for a while. I don't know if it still is. Well, you someone... know who's worth talking about? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah, Let's I talk just, about I Gina just Davis. Want, I, thank, thank you. <laughs> and uh, tries to remember. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I. I. Uh, so okay. So Gina Davis. This is like she's married to Rainy Harlan at this point. They're together. Right. Uh, she, I think it's another few years before he's out of there. By the way, the other Rennie Harlan movie I think we've watched is Deep Blue Sea, the one Sam Jackson again gets eaten by a shark suddenly. Mm -hmm. Pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's the one we've seen. Um, This was written, so this is where I got, have this huge disconnect because it's written by Shane Black, whose work I generally like. Um, Shane Black, responsible for writing the Lethal Weapon movies. He wrote a ton of stuff, excuse me, directed a whole bunch of things including Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is an amazing film. Uh, I like Shane Black a lot. And I feel his writing here, and then I feel it getting mushed around by bad direction. It's hard to explain what I'm trying to say, but I can feel it trying to get out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good... It's As far as a concept, it's really good. I I never like the amnesia stuff where it's like, oh, a bonk on the head takes your memory away, and then another bonk on the head brings it back i don't think it works that way yeah you know what 
Yes, it does. I'm here to really? tell you. I'm here to tell you, and I've I've told you this before, but I'll remind you. I was present for my father-in-law experiencing complete retrograde amnesia and then recovering from it, and it is shocking. Like I, and it, 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 what's funny is I w- before that experience, you could have told me, no, it's exactly like that nonsense on TV show soap operas, and I'm like, no, I would have never believed you until I experienced it. First person going to the hospital, being present for that experience. It is amazing how he fell. He was walking on an icy sidewalk. He slipped, fell backwards, bonked his head. And for the next, I don't know, hour, mm-hmm. his memories just slowly vanished. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, but what, what like, about did, did getting him back, him? though? Did he bonk his head again yeah, to make it come back? Yeah, the second time. Did that happen? Because that's no, the part. No, it, it it just took it took a couple of days of of uh, rest okay. and for gotcha. the you know for the brain so to more more trauma was, more trauma would be bad like, yeah 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 that, right. i think that <laughs> i think Ibbit's Ibbit's whole point yes, was if, if you bonk your head once yes you lose your memory i don't think I be- I th- yes i believe that i believe the amnesia can be caused by a bunk on right. the head i don't think it can can come back by another bunk on the head or a right. you know getting <laughs> thrown through the window of a of a car that, yeah. that, that all kind of like that that's the same level to me as when when like Captain Kirk in in the new uh, reboot when he goes and he kicks the engine a couple of times and gets it started. I can't stand that. Mm. I'll oh, fix sure. oh, yeah. You know what though? But I'm okay with it when it's Han Solo doing that to the Millennium Falcon because well, that, that that's looks how like Millennium how Falcon you would make the right, right, Millennium Falcon exactly. Yeah, yeah. Millennium Falcon designed for bump and move. Enterprise is a sophisticated machine. It's not going to no. I, yeah, I agree. I, I love that trope, though. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible trope. Mm. We've seen it several times. We saw Peter Stormare uh, beat the shit out of a, a space station in Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Oh, right. And that made the space station suddenly start working. Yeah, that's a piece, that's yeah, a piece of junk. I I accept the fact. I used to have to. I used to have to slam. Right. I used to slam the side of my TV when like the old tube TVs. You could actually yeah. bang them on the side because you could jostle them enough to make them work again. But my problem is when there's something like something sophisticated. And somebody comes along like the Enterprise, totally sophisticated piece of equipment, mm-hmm. finely tuned, and you don't come up and smack it. You know what it is? It's because the, the Enterprise is like solid state and everything else is like yeah. a, a moving parts. And moving right. parts, like, you I mean, jostle around solid state. You don't. It's a I, digital world. I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. kick my 4K TV over here and expect it to okay, come Okay, okay. I, I never expected to get this deep in this trope, but <laughs> I, I genuinely think that a part of the funny part the funny part the humor in the trope is your tv was just rebooting you didn't know it and it's just about (laughs) to turn on anyway Mm. and you smack it it does what it was going to do anyway but you think that you smacking it had something to do with it fixing itself like that that's the that's the trope right it's it's a joke yeah. on you right right yeah it's it's uh it's a it's not unlike fonzie you know making music work on the oh sure the jukebox the thing. right yeah. yeah it's it's just one of those it's one of those visual things it's meant to be funny and in this case it wasn't so much funny as it was you know oh she's hit by the way, again by the way where i went to college uh young's pizza had a jukebox and i had ta- it had this ridiculous load time like you would you would put in a quarter and your song and then I had timed it out, and it was like 41 seconds or something mm-hmm. before the song started. 
And so, yeah, I would, I would get it all going, walk away, count to the right number, come back, smack it. And the song would start, you know, that's like, like, I think it's funny, you know, that it can be, it can be used in the right way. I think that the use of it here is uh, a little too much to bear because I just don't buy it. Okay. But when do we pinpoint that she got started getting her memories back? Because I have a thought after the accident. Oh, so after no, she, she started, absolutely. she started getting her memories back when she was cutting up carrots. Yeah, but that was after yeah. the accident. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, her first memories when she woke up after crashing and she started seeing herself. Right. So I mean, that's when she was right. getting her memories back. Right. Exactly. But it was crash first, then memories, then she, kitchen, then she saw she saw yeah, her she was in the hospital. Yeah, right, just standing on the the cliff and looking at herself in the mirror and seeing the yeah. blood and the blonde hair and all that. Yeah, that her, was blonde, her blonde self said, "I want. I'm on a cigarette. I don't smoke." Yeah, you do. And Mm-hmm. started smoking and then later i think the kitchen thing was later wasn't it it, it was, was, it was, it was after, after the hospital actually returns yeah. home okay, yeah like, so, like i said she immediately after the car accident sits up and she's got blood on her head hey she hit her head and she starts having flashbacks of herself as the blonde so i mean that's it's, it's mm-hmm. very clear cut it's like bam right here Boom. also she's somehow and they didn't they, they didn't really make this too explicit but they when she was crossing the river in her bare feet in the Ooh, snow uh, they were. I think the implication was she can withstand a whole lot of punishment. Man, did that did that snow look so good? Was it because we watched Jack Frost la- last week with the really bad snow? Was, that was some good looking that snow. That might have something to do with it because yeah, the snow. I mean, the snow last week looked so bad. It was yeah. horrible any, last week. Any actual real snow yeah. looks better than that. Was like coagulated, <laughs> flavorless oatmeal or something last week. It that was, was not uh, soap flakes or something. Probably. Yeah, it was something yeah. weird. But this was. Yeah. I th- this looked like snow like snow ass snow mm-hmm. and snow uh, ass snow. snow and when she <laughs> you know what, so you know what, what trope really bugs the hell out of me mm. uh anytime somebody goes goes away for eight years in any story the eight years pass by when they re rejoin their past life it's like everyone just that was a part of that past life has just been waiting around for eight mm-hmm. years yeah they just yeah. like been they all get reanimated one day eight years later and they just carry on doing what they were doing. I, right. That drives me crazy. Like Brian Cox was just waiting for her to come back. David Morse was just <laughs> chopping just wood waiting. out on a farm. That, he was watching that dog lick his butt for <laughs> best it line was. of the movie, by the way. God, I hope he caught that. Uh, oh, yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, uh, freaking Property Property Brothers, I don't know his name, Property Brothers, uh, uh, who plays her former uh, baby daddy, right. uh, What's it? David, Pro- David Morris? Property Brothers? David Morris? Property Great. Bro- Timothy or? I, I just want to believe right now there's someone listening to this podcast who has ever seen Property I've seen, Brothers. I've seen it's Property Brothers. He does look like one of those brothers. He, okay, lo- he does thank look you. like right. one Good. of the twins. Oh, uh, I got thank you. you. Yeah. Craig but Beard, that guy, he, but you're telling me that looked, guy that guy impregnated her like nine years ago he must have been 15 mm. <laughs> well I mean if she's really I don't I don't know what she was here does anyone know how she actually she wasn't 34 or whatever she thought she was she's like right, she's right. like 40 she's, little, she's like yeah 40 she said something she was eight didn't she say she was only eight no she's right she said she was eight uh, oh, Craig, yeah, uh, yeah. Craig Birko was 1964 so uh, then this movie was. So she, was, yeah, she, was 40. she was born nineteen forty. Yeah, she's forty years old. Ninety six, right? Look great for forty. By the way, that guy oh, you yeah. mentioned, Brian uh, Dunaway, the Beatco, Burtco, whatever his name is. He's, he's property Birko. brothers. That guy is Birko. one of my favorite things in movies. Is a ridiculously over the top, handsome, charming yeah. looking person who is a complete yes. psychopath. I oh, well, like let me, that. Let me tell you then on. 
a ridiculously over-the-top charming guy who sells you uh, house renovations and has a twin <laughs> brother. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm in. I've never yeah. seen that. I have no idea what that even is. So I have to check it out. Property Brothers, you say? That's the name? Property yep. Brothers. Is it's it a to... Bravo reality show or HGTV reality show? Or... Oh, it's a reality show. It's a reality show, yeah. Oh, if I see... Okay, so I was looking for that dude just to kind of see what he's up to, and I found some Google images of him with a like a one of those little um, ear mics, you know, that, that you use oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. And he was, ear. like, doing something. That must have been from that. Because... No, no, he's not really on... No, he's uh, not. Property Brothers. He just looks, looks like, like the guys. Oh, on Property he's not Brothers. on there. Okay, no. I'm taking it literally. I'm, I'm, I'm Ra- saying Randy's this because I think Randy is, is. He's got his hands yeah. uh, firmly on his forehead, uh, right. <laughs> shaking his right. head back and forth. <laughs> I had no idea. I, ju- I, I don't know enough about any of these people or that show to make any kind of thing. So I have <laughs> to take saying, it literally. I, all I'm saying is that Gina Davis in this movie is about forty. And the guy she claims is her baby daddy is about 25, and it makes no okay. sense. Well, he's... He was born in 64, so he would have been, uh, would have been 32, 32 in the movie. Yeah. And nine, so yeah, 23. I'm, I'm with Scott. Rid- ridiculously handsome, and yeah. especially when you compare him to David Morse, who is, you know... Handsome, handsome, in a, in a different kind of way. Like I love David Morris, by the way. I'm, yes, let me get that out early too. I think that dude's rad, and I like everything he's in. If you never saw the John Adams thing on HBO, watch it because he mm-hmm. plays George Washington, and it's an incredible per- portrayal. It seems or Green Mile for you know, oh, he's Mile. so good on Green Mile, and The Rock yeah. for that matter. He's like the he's like the only one of Ed Harris's guys that kind of has a conscience. He's great. Mm-hmm. Oh right. right, he's so good at that. He's such a good blank slate. You yep. just never know. Yep. which way he's going yeah it's and it's like, okay you're okay either way like it doesn't take it yeah. doesn't go against type that he was a dick in this and it doesn't mm-hmm. go against type that he's a good guy in almost everything else it's just like he'll play what you want him to play like even as far back as saying elsewhere that guy's just freaking great mm-hmm. i love him mm-hmm. and he holds up love today you. even today everything he's in today is great yeah. yeah anyway this is only two years after the rock and so uh i thought of the rock a lot <laughs> um <laughs> So well, this is actually back film one-liners left and right yeah, yeah. coming at you. Oh yeah, it was like rapid fire, man. It was like, yeah. uh, and that's how you know Shane Black is writing a script. And apparently, right. the script was even more hardcore and more dark. Um, it did feel like they were making at least some attempt to sort of ride the recent two year ago uh, Pulp Fiction sort of vibe uh, mm-hmm. that everybody was trying to do. This this movie definitely felt like that a little bit. I don't think they succeeded yeah. necessarily. I, Everybody was, I, I, I'm not sure what the trope is on this, but I, sometimes I like the, these kind of movies that you basically kill your character. There's no way they should be alive. And they just keep dying and resurrecting. And it's like, oh, they can't be any more dead than this. And then they're like, in the end, they're just like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm on I'm CNN fine. with no holes in me. What the hell is that right. about? I don't understand. So originally, about a third of the way into this movie, I saw Samuel L. Jackson without a shirt on. And he had the kind of wound on the side of his chest that would put you in a hospital for a month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how he continues to act. How does this character moving around? I don't know. How is he in this movie? She rips a bandage off and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. more than seeping. He is like... uh, (laughs) Kind of gushing. He's oozing. Yeah. Yeah. They they took tons of punishment, both of them. Supposed to be dead a couple of times. And then by the time they're done, she's frolicking off in the countryside, and he's on Larry King, laughing it up right. like nothing According happened. According to the trivia, now I don't know how true this, this, this is true, it's in the trivia, 
uh, Samuel Jackson's character originally in the screening died. Oh. And people booed and said, hey, can't kill Sam. And they, they added some scenes. Well, I can see that. It would have had to have been at the very end. Like he kind of gives himself, uh, gives his life to kind of save her and her daughter, probably. Well, when he was right? in the like, car, I thought that was his final goodbyes. Like when he I did too. finally right, meets the daughter, right. I thought he was going out. And then when he didn't, I went, oh. oh so that must have been when they, because all you had left was the Larry King stuff after that. Right. right. So I think you're probably right. He but... made a phone call and then they shot Larry King. There we go. Cut. <laughs> it's Wait, Larry King got shot? Yeah, Larry King, yeah, got, Larry shot. King got shot. Yeah, he's dead. Nope, he's alive. He's very much alive. Is he alive? I, I wouldn't he say is. very much sure? alive, but he is alive. He's alive. <laughs> he's got like some, doesn't he have a, he doesn't have an artificial heart, but doesn't he have somebody else's heart or something weird like that? I don't know. I don't know where I heard that. <laughs> right, Larry King. He's got an artificial hot Burns heart. I mean, he was yeah, he yeah, was yeah. married. One of those guys, you can't believe he's still alive. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He was married for. I think they finally got divorced actually recently. But he was married to this girl from Provo, who was like thirty five years younger than him, mm. or some crazy thing. And then, wow. I, then in my head, somehow it's like under her her administration that he that she got a that he got a fake heart or a, re, a new heart right, or something so I, I just know. looked up a bunch of amazing facts about larry king he's been married eight times yeah eight uh, wow. eight eight marriages but seven women so you know one of them he went back for a second time yeah tried i love to, it when they do that yeah. didn't yeah. uh jaja or mickey rooney did that i think like remarried someone that they yeah divorced. yeah let's try it again yeah, round two round two yeah he is like a serial <laughs> marrier right uh and i can't think of anybody who even comes close to compare him to so that's pretty amazing yeah does it say um, say anything about his heart or if I yeah got, he okay. so he's had a lot of heart problems over the years going back to 1987 he had a heart attack in the 80s and quintuple bypass surgery oh, yeah. he actually wrote a book Probably about living with heart, heart disease. Then, right yeah uh he's been in heart attack like heart attack documentaries uh, he gets regular uh, x-rays of his chest. Uh, at, when he was 83, the regular x-ray uh, discovered cancer on his lung, Jeez. which was removed. Here's the crazy thing. This is my favorite crazy thing about Larry King. Just three weeks ago, yeah. he revealed that after having a stroke earlier this year, he was in a coma for weeks. Whoa. This year. This year, Larry King was asleep for weeks. Right. Did you wow. did he, did immediately say? Did you immediately say Poughkeepsie? You're on the air after that. I mean, like, what, <laughs> that guy, which, I wish that was true. Wow. So, who do you, who do you think has been in more movies as themselves as newscasters? You think is Larry King? I think it might be. Uh, uh, Katie Couric. <laughs> Katie Couric's in a lot of movies as well. It feels like anyway. I always just think of yeah. the first RoboCop, and it had or, the people from uh, Hol- or not Access Hollywood, but the other thing. Oh, Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, had those people. That always. I bet Barbara Walters has probably probably been in the most films as herself. There's got to be a list. Someone. Yeah, we're not going to count Alfred Hitchcock, right? No, he's not a he's not a journalist. Talking about like yeah yeah journalists kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, got to be like real journalist who's faking it. Wolf Blitzer's in a lot. Besides, real journalist with a real man shows. with poodle, mm-hmm. man looking at piano. <laughs> right, he's never really in it in it. But Wolf Blitzer does it a lot lately. I see him in this stuff all the time. Mm. So I'm going to put Wolf. Okay. I wonder how many I wonder how many movies Geraldo Rivera is in. Yeah, yeah, that because it's that, always good. Yeah, the, I wonder the, if there's a way to look because if you look at Barbara Walters, I guess you look at actor actress. No. Self, here we go. Yeah, self. 172 credits for Barbara Walters, but wow. it includes oh, that's, that, that includes, includes TV stuff. 
Yeah. The View gets a listing. Good Morning America gets a listing. Twenty Twenty gets a listing. Entertainment Tonight. Right. Yeah, we there needs to be a way to. Uh, I bet IMDb. I bet you could sort it because uh, you can go to IMDb, look at the person. Then well, go that's in. what I'm on right now, and I'm on is actor or self. Actor. Yeah, but they in parentheses it always says TV series, documentary, TV series. Right. And I'm looking for. Oh, you know okay, what? So it's got to be like, Larry take, King might be the winner. I'm looking at this now, and Larry right. King is in a ton of stuff. Probably so. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Geraldo Rivera. I'm looking at right. Why are you pronouncing it like that? Right. Anyway, <laughs> um, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Actors. Uh, he's he's. You can, I can kind of going down. He's at least uh, he has 15 credits for acting, but all of them list him as his self. Except for one, two, three. So I've got at least about twelve for him. Oh, there's so, so many more for King. IMDb. King is ridiculously more than that. The Exorcist Three, The Exorcist Three Legion. Uh, let's see, American Crime Story, Gravity Falls. He was a voice in that, and he plays Larry King. Although he's wax Larry King in that. Uh, Chloe and Theo, Murder <laughs> in the First, sixteen hundred, uh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. Uh, the power of the few, like this goes on and on and on. Yeah, Thirty yeah. Rock, Swing Vote, Shrek, in Ghostbusters too, like Shrek like the Third, Ghostbusters as well. Uh, it might have been. Let me go back. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yep, he was Larry King in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's I just in wanna, The Simpsons multiple times. That dude is everywhere. I just want to say I really like it when someone who's just a journalist, like I don't know Brian Williams or or Wolf Blitzer is is in a movie and they're in they're in place they're not they didn't take footage and mm -hmm. reuse it in the movie but they actually right. went and shot new footage of those people mm -hmm. for right. the movie yeah and like they even like they'll even put like a, a lower third on the tv uh, below brian williams that fits with the film you know i, I, I right. just like that every mm -hmm. time i'm I can't fine with it away. i'm fine with it i think it's mm -hmm. good uh this makes him how old hold on i just gotta check how old larry king is this makes oh. him why doesn't it say that Age. Hold on. He was born in 33. Know. No one knows. Oh, here it is. 86. 86. Okay. I would have put him Why in did, the 90s. Again. But, yeah. I apparently now know everything about Larry King. Yeah. Ask everything you ever you know. Everything you know. need to know about Larry King. <laughs> oh, look at his mugshot from his 1971 arrest. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexy. Yeah. I mean, he's no he's no Brian Cox, but you know. <laughs> I love Brian Cox. Why do I occasionally, do oh, I occasionally so get in this? I love why do Brian I occasionally Cox. get Brian Cox and Rip Torn confused in their roles because they don't really look exactly no, mm. but they both kind of exude an old sarcastic Hollywood, like Maybe. an old bitter, yeah. <laughs> right? Bitter Hollywood. Well, very, Larry... very annoyed by your dog licking his butt. <clears throat> very... <laughs> right, exactly. But, mm -hmm. Larry King himself exudes this particular <laughs> New York City Miami connection. Like he is the epitome of that thing where mm. people mm. from New York City go retire in Southern Florida, you know? Mm, sure. Okay. That guy, you know? But back to mm. back to what's his name? Here's my thing. Brian Cox. But yeah, Brian Cox. The difference or sorry, one of the cool connections in this thing, Marvel wise, is you got him in X Men Two. Mm -hmm. He played Striker. And then yep, uh, you got right. the Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Nick Fury, and I, I just kind of wanted oh. those two to go off at one point. So at one point, he kind of mugs from behind Nick Fury. Think of that. Right. Think of that. But, but X-Men yeah. 2, no, Nick Fury, uh, MCU, X-Men 2, oh, Fox. Fox. Oh, well, true, but yeah, I'm, still, right. I'm still, I'm still, you got to give it you the origin connection. You still want it. Yeah, you still want it. I'm taking it. No, it's disappointing. 
Right. The most disappointing, <laughs> the most disappointing death was Brian Cox because I, I didn't yeah. get to see him die. And he's right. just oh. under the water. He died for nothing. Right. He's just, well, like, he didn't uh, die for nothing. He died. So he would be, so he would have that crotch gun there for Gina Davis's character right. to, you know, pull out. By the oh, way, that right. was, that crotch was super gun. uncomfortable. Why the way Gina Davis fumble through Brian Cox's pants. Mm-hmm. But by the way, done. anything you're looking for down there is either long gone or is never. <laughs> that was uh, that was Chekhov's crotch gun. By the way, oh, there yeah. is no, absolutely no old crusty agent who would have told a soul that he was hiding a gun in his pants. Yeah. No, never, ever, ever. It did seem like a weird thing to tell people, but I kind of liked how weird he was. He was just yeah. uh, kind of on fire. I like him in almost everything I ever see him in. Uh, this I saw a recent horror movie called Autopsy, which I recommended on oh, TMS, man. and he plays this um, mortician in a small town. Him and his son run this. Uh, what's it called? What's it a mortician run? They a mortuary. Run? Mortuary. mortuary. Not mortuary. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the coroner. Oh, there we go. Balmer, like in the ball. Oh, a coroner. Okay. Coroner. So he's checking out. You know, he's doing autopsies to check for cause of death and stuff. It's very cool, very creepy. I like that movie a lot, but. It just doesn't matter what he's in. That dude has got such chops, and he's always good. He elevates the material. Brian Cox for president. He's great. I like that guy. Right. Sounds good. He also it is s- interesting. He says things like it this. Wasn't- Whoops. Hold on. That didn't happen. Go ahead. A man's penis. All right. Go ahead. What? A man's penis. <laughs> oh, I did think it, it is interesting. This either writer or director chose at some point in time that they would use words or singing to explain how Gina Davis gets these guns. Like when she reaches in Samuel Jackson's pocket to shoot that guy, Mm -hmm. we knew because we had set up this whole singing bit that they ran throughout this running gag of him singing. Gun in my crotch. (laughs) That's that's why that's my original thought for my greeting on our episode today was that I was going to sing. And when I started borrowing other people's lyrics, I realized I wasn't going to sing, but I just, I, that's my favorite thing about this movie mm. is that they introduced this idea of Samuel Jackson likes to sing as he just sings, and then they just went with it. Keep it going all yep. the way through the movie. Yep, I liked it. His character is great. Like I agree yeah. with Sam Jackson. It's a great character. What I would like to see is a Mitch. What's his last name? Uh, Mitch. Oh, uh, Hennessy. Uh, Hennessy. Oh, I want to see a Mitch yeah, Hennessy okay. spinoff, and I would watch <laughs> the shit out of that. Like I think yeah. he is really not just funny, but more convincing than anyone else. We haven't really talked about what we think about her portrayal of all this stuff. I think she's okay, but it's she's tough. She's tough, I guess. I don't know. She's not my pick for this sort of thing. I would have gone no. with like, maybe she'd have been too young then or maybe not, but I think like Charlize Theron or somebody like that would have been you know, way too young at this point. But yeah, Gina... You can almost Gina, do that now. Like if you want to like yeah. take the good material that this film had, yeah. redo it without a... A director like Rennie Harlan, I think you could probably do something and figure out some other way to, to you know, the get rid of the hand wavy stuff, like taking as many hits as they do and getting back up, the amnesia bunk, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Um, probably. I love good. Gina Davis, but she is definitely that. She fits in a, a a physical role that is more reserved, and so as as the mom, I totally bought it. But it's her fighting. She didn't. She doesn't move very mm-hmm. quickly. I don't know. I can't say. I, the fighting stuff doesn't didn't really appeal to me. And like I said, I right. don't know if it's because of her training, because of her physical ability. She's a pretty tall person, and a lot of tall people sometimes have you know 
physical limitations. They, you know, the only way to... you can make it believable is what they did. Right. Is you get in really close and tight to yeah. somebody punching the crap out of somebody else, and then zoom out and have Gina Davis standing over the body yeah. with you know blood which on her did, knuckles. Which is, she did an amazing job, but it was really a hard sale. She this is why yeah. you you take an actor who isn't a physical dynamo and you make them. A, a gun expert right? yeah, because yeah, anyone right. can kill Liam anyone Neeson's... else from a distance with a gun yeah and so like <laughs> when gina davis is being drowned over and over man that's powerful mm -hmm. the the mm -hmm. shots the look on her face and everything uh you know like her makeup Amazing. doesn't run mm -hmm. and then she she comes <laughs> up and shoots uh david morris and you're like yeah she's an action star you should stick with that mm -hmm. just stick with that keep doing yeah. that the rest of the movie uh, At yeah. some point, I know we're going to see Cutthroat Island uh, because oh, we have to for the show. And I, I previous year, right, or a couple of years I, before, probably. I mean, it was the it was the first Rennie Harlan thing that she did, right? So right. to speak, first mm. Rennie Harlan movie that she did. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, I think I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what the the action's like in that. But I bet it's probably a little closer to something that she can handle. Right, right, exactly. That's what, like I said, there's nothing wrong with Gina Davis. I just, no, I couldn't, not at all. I, I, I had just such a crush on her in the 80s after The yeah. Fly and oh, yeah. um, Fletch and um, Thelma and Louise. Eh, oh, so much Thelma and Louise. I love Thelma and Louise. I like the movie, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't uh, make me go, oh, that Gina Davis is so hot. Were, <laughs> they, were they nodding to Thelma and Louise at the end when she was riding away with her little? scarf in her head oh possibly. i don't know i didn't think about that yeah oh. yeah that would have been prior to this so maybe yeah it was like 92 or something 92. um yeah. <clears throat> yeah i like her i liked uh ed uh, uh beetlejuice a lot i think she added to the Loved it. Mm -hmm. added oh, to yeah. that in a big way she's so yeah cute, she's cool cute dimples yeah. uh you know who's gone on to have a very busy career is the daughter who's kind of a yeah. a, a she's kind of a, <laughs> a lump in this movie like she didn't really do anything she is Oh, yeah. that yeah, the daughter, the not not real life daughter. You mean the no, the girl that played the, the daughter. Her name is Yvonne right, right. Zima. Oh, her name is Zima. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, she's yeah, in tons of stuff. Made a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> she's very busy um, in lots of yeah. things. Funny enough, she must she must know Shane Black pretty well because she's in multiple Shane Black joints, including Iron Man Three, mm -hmm. The Nice Guys. Um, but anyway, she's in all kinds of stuff. And I guess congratulations to her. Oh, and she's done a lot of nudity. All right, let's get out of there. <laughs> and Google safe search fails yeah, me once again. Once again. And, and off to talking about Tom Amandes. Mm. Wait, who's Tom, Tom Amandes? Amandes? Who's Tom How? Amandes? In this movie, he the stepdad. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, he's kind of but a waste he, of space. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't do anything. Were they even married? They. Yeah. She said she'd been seeing. Well, she said in the movie she said she'd been seeing someone. They were say were married or anything, and I kept I kept trying to figure that part out because sometimes I feel like they were just going to leave him behind and not talk to him at, anymore at all. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, she's there with him. And after her change, I'm like, I, I just need a little more building back to the a little more reacclimation because I can't yeah. believe her character went on this hero's journey. Yeah, he was just return. down to clown. He's one of those husbands, just like okay, yeah. whatever you want, honey. I'll just sort okay, of you know, baby. Okay. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, but yeah. And the whole thing where she started uh, when she chopped the vegetables, fine. The minute you throw right. one at the wall, I don't know. You start to question. <laughs> and, where, and where did the tomato come from? Did she throw the tomato up in the air and we didn't see it, and then threw the knife through it, or was he still tossing vegetables out of the fridge and she? <laughs> I think was, he actually was holding it. And it was, no, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't that, know. <laughs> I don't I remember think, the tomato no, being up in I the think, air. <laughs> 
She had half a tomato. She put the knife through it and then threw the knife. The tomato <laughs> went for the ride. Okay, sure. Why not? Really? That's I, even worse. I don't even. I don't even know. Like in the, there's another example of this weird that kind of thing in the in the uh, hotel lobby where everyone's getting all shot up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they she takes or Sam Jackson, the guy that was shooting at them had a automatic weapon, but it had a silencer on it and was absolutely not a Mac Ten. Yeah, and yeah. when Sam Jackson went over to the body to then take his gun, suddenly it's a Mac-10. So oh, right, that right. annoyed me. There were a few things in this movie like that, just continuity errors what, that just threw what me. Was it, uh, what was it? Uh, what was one old one-eyed Jack carrying? Because whenever he showed up at the house, that gun was... At first, I thought it was like, oh, it just looks like a sawed-off shotgun of some sort. I can't quite tell what he's got there. Mm. But then when he... When he shot it, I was like, oh, that was more like a grenade launcher or something. I think, what the crap was that? I think they just over-exaggerated it. They just exaggerated it. The way she got blown back and stuff, that's all. That all seemed pretty dumb. He's got pretty good eyesight, too, with that uh, weird eye thing he's got going on to be able to see, recognize her in a car on a float in a parade through a bunch of, on television, through (laughs) a bunch of uh, bars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a mesh television protector in in jail. (laughs) And where was he he at? Sometimes I try not to linger in a scene that has obviously been overmade because he's like in... He's supposed to have been in there for eight years. I guess he picked up his new name, One-Eyed Jack, now. Everybody knows mm-hmm. him as that mm-hmm. since he lost his eye. But mm-hmm. then he's in this prison room all by himself with one chair behind in this TV. He's watching a TV that's in a in a grate. I'm like, where the crap is he at right now? Yeah, what what is he, he must have doing? been in a uh, facility getting ready to be released. Like, this is the, <laughs> the, room, the TV room you go into right before you get out. Oh, yeah, because he explain? got out, right. That's yeah, true. yeah. Apparently, he couldn't get out until he saw until Gina he Davis, TV. and right. then he's like, "Oh, I'm ready. Out of here. I'm yeah. ready to get out." <laughs> and he had everything he needed to do to go get her, to stop her, to kill her, except yeah. pie resistance. He didn't have any pie resistance. Yes. I, don't know, was, I I love hate that pie scene because <laughs> did did she hit him so hard with the pie that she made the blood, or was there like there like nails? What was in that pie? pie? Yeah. Right, that's yeah. what chefs do. That is a yeah. hell of a pie, dude. That is a pie so, unlike any other pie. Yeah. So I made a lot of gun notes for this movie. There was a lot of guns. There was a lot of ridiculous use of guns. Mm. By far, the one that, that stuck with me was when she and Sam Jackson uh, get uh, attacked in a train station and they jump out of a high window over for thin ice. Thin mm-hmm. ice. Mm-hmm. We see the sign. Again, mm-hmm. Chekhov's thin ice. We're like, yeah, oh, sure. that's going to come into yeah, play. That's going to get used. Yeah. And she's right. she's gotten, uh, she somehow pulled a mini Uzi off of one of the assassins. Yeah. And she's just got this, it, it's, first of all, it's night. But then in the scene where they're plummeting down, it's like freaking daytime. You can see that gun clearly in her hands. And she's shooting at the ice yep. with a mini Uzi. As they're falling, yep. and it makes it, and it makes a huge difference for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it would make a. She, she she like draws a perforated hole or something. I don't know. Rennie Harlan's really into people getting blown out of windows and blown across yards and blown through things. He's super into yeah. that. All his movies feature that sort of thing. And this movie Tim had like Lord five got of those. Blown through twice, didn't he? Yeah, when he got blown through that hotel sign. That was yeah. rad. Like he should have died. <laughs> by the way, yes, totally right. But I Straight love out that backwards. Uh, with a blast coming from below that's right. strong enough to Nate knock him horizontally out backwards through the uh, the window <laughs> through the uh, the sign and into a I'm tree. Okay. Yeah, it's super <laughs> with stupid, enough, but with enough wherewithal to shoot a guy immediately afterwards. Yeah, it's super dumb, but I enjoyed that scene a lot. 
Like it was just fun to watch. Knife through a guy's that's, neck right afterwards. That's oh, a yeah. way to describe this whole movie for me. It's super dumb, but I really enjoyed the crap out of it. Yes. I think that's spot yeah, on. Yeah, I did. I I did enjoy it. I wasn't bored. I certainly, mm-hmm. uh, I I you know, I has has all kinds of problems. Actually, my biggest problem is is the music, and not because it's not good oh, or that okay. it's good. Yeah. It's just that it's such a strange mix that it creates a very uneven experience. Like at one point, and I have some of this right. later in the files, but at one point they're playing like 80s jazz, like weird yeah, sax yeah, music yeah. while they're in the kitchen. And then later after that, it's like super intense, like action music. And then it shifts. It just shifted around like it was 70s yacht rock while they're driving around. And he's trying to yeah. sing along to uh, really love to see you tonight. Yeah. Getting the lyrics wrong. It was actually at it its best like- when it was doing that licensed right. music, I think. Like yeah. when there was an actual right. song it, playing, it was better. There was definitely it, he definitely had a vision of matching uh, what the actor would be listening to because Samuel Jackson always had this very specific music. He was always listening to and Gina Davis always had certain things. And there was just the movie itself that had, had music, but yet it, like you said, it creates this uneven experience. I kind of see where they were thinking, but Mm. to me, to me, it was anytime they tried to do a score music, music, like licensed music, no problem. I'm, I'm happy with that. And that creates fun contrast. It's like color blocking. Mm -hmm. It works. But, but when you, when you're when you're scoring is just so all over the map it's just like wait a minute what are we how am i supposed to feel right now either have right. no music or the kind of music that's appropriate to the moment and they didn't do that very well so it's a small thing but it affects the overall package in a way that is a little bit of a bummer because when i remember when this came out i didn't see it in theaters but everybody i knew was like dude you got to see this that's so good so good this is like action packed this and that guns sam jackson blah 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 and i never did see it so now seeing it I see, you know, some things that haven't held up since the 90s. I see a few things here and there, little wrinkles. But you know what? On the whole, I, I didn't. Ha- this is not the worst Randy Harlan movie ever made. No, no. Sp- speaking, oh, no. Of, speaking of all over the map, though, I'm not finished talking about guns. Okay, so, more guns. More guns. <laughs> so Bug this character, first of all, this character discovers a huge and heavy gun in 14 pieces in her luggage. How in the world did she not know that was there was something how did Some she not know heavy. there were hidden bricks in that luggage right. i will never understand yeah so she pull, she pulls them all out puts them together expertly right because mm-hmm. you know a, a remington 700 is real easy to put together mm-hmm. and then she's like flashing it around and i'm like wow that's a cool gun freaking remington 700 it's big has a huge scope on it it's real threatening it's real loud right when mm-hmm. she shoots it and mm-hmm. but then for some reason a few minutes later she's uh uh, trying to intimidate a kid wearing headphones who she's been trying to keep from smoking. Arthur, yeah, yeah, that guy. And she's got a, <laughs> and and she's got a completely different rifle. She's got a Ruger Mini 14. It's a completely different gun. The the reason she's got that gun, by the way, is a few minutes later she has to look through the scope to look at a church service to see her <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's the only reason she's got that gun. But I kind of liked it. The, the yeah. previous gun, clearly her gun, the Remington 700, had an even bigger, better scope. Why did we change guns? Yeah, I don't understand why we changed guns. Yeah, and you never fired them until the scene at the end when they were infiltrating the camp to get the girl. And then she did use that, or she used the scope gun. I don't know which gun it was, though, now that you say it. She just right. steal that it's off somebody that else. Kind of thing, it's that kind of thing that makes me go... What 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 if it went like missing? Like they're in the production of the film, and the first rifle just goes missing. They just we can't find the gun. All right, we'll just give her a different gun. It'll mm. be fine. No one will care. Yeah, well, I care. It takes me out of the movie. The actual gunplay, though, I will say was good. I thought it was edited well and choreographed well, and there was a lot of 
you know, shooting way off in a distance, hit the guy while he's driving, you know, mm-hmm. blood packing in the back of the car, timed it right. Like that stuff looked good for what they were trying to do. And they also didn't just use the same gun sound effects over and over like a lot of movies do. It, you know, seemed dynamic. And I'll give them credit right. for that. That stuff was all right. I won't give them credit for physics, though, because when the end, when she's outside of the truck, the semi truck that's flipped over and is going to blow up, mm-hmm. she, uh, she cuts the line because there's that burning man hanging upside down. And so she's going to zip up in the air. Right. The, that the dude Christmas was, lights. Yeah, yeah. That dude must have been about 600 pounds because she just got. <laughs> yep. She, he pocket, must have weighed nothing. I mean, like that he, works. A burning skinny man. Man. Right. Pulled, skinny man. Yeah. Spin, skinny man pulled her all the way up. It doesn't make any freaking sense at all. No. I was like. Yeah. He burned for a really long time, too. He like. Did. He's but a don't flame. humans do that? We like burn like uh, wax candles, right? Because we have all the fat and stuff. His first name is Dura. His last name is Flame. That's what that's the <laughs> thing. Duraflame. Yeah, Duraflame. Do you guys ever have Duraflame logs in your kids? Oh yeah, totally. Did you get the ones that changed? That did the color changing? Yes, I love that. They would be like blue and I, green and red for Christmas. I always and... got the ones that were crackling. Did you ever? Oh, get... <laughs> those are good too. Yeah. yeah they like they like embedded pop rocks in them or something. I don't yeah. know how that works. All I right. know is I feel like whatever we breathed in. In those early exactly. years, exactly, it could not been good. No, there's no way that <laughs> this is going to come up again <laughs> really, in our lives. Really healthy stuff that we're inhaling from the. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember one time they forgot to open our flu in the house. The 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 oh, f- yeah. whatever that's called is it called the flu? Yeah, yeah. the the flu. Yeah, and they didn't the open flap. it. Or my dad forgot to open it, and we started burning in one of those colorful uh, Dura flames, and oh, the milk or the milk the the uh, <laughs> smoke started billowing out into the house in a way that was horrendous. Set off all the alarms, uh, and I yes. I think he made us all go out and stand in the snow <laughs> while he went back in and like worked it out like Elaine trying to find her paper while there's right. a bug fog going on in Jerry's so, apartment. Right. I know this isn't a competition, but I'm going to, I'm going to top that. So uh, when Tina and I started dating, I lived in these apartments uh, in South Denver Mm -hmm. and uh, we, she was coming over. I thought, Oh, this will be fun. We'll, you know, we'll, uh, I'll have her over, watch a rent a movie or something and we'll go to the hot tub. So she came over, I put a Duraflame log in the fireplace uh, we went out and uh, got in the hot tub at the apartment. That's complex not a euphemism. A I just want to make sure it's not a euphemism. I put it a Duraflame a in the fire. Okay, all right. Let me let me clarify. I put the Duraflame log in the fireplace, lit it. <laughs> we went out to the hot tub for a little yeah, while because I wanted to come back to a uh, a nice warm apartment. Came back and realized that we didn't open the flue. The entire yeah. You know the the um, apartment filled with smoke, oh. smoke alarm going off, oh. uh, and black charred um, uh, white walls right above the fireplace. No, that not, could not. I know. Scrub off. I know this isn't. A, I know this isn't a competition, but uh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. But here comes the competition. Yeah. No, I did. We all we did almost die one night uh, because one of our logs rolled out of our buck stove you know a buck stove yeah a little buck stove yeah yeah so it apparently the log shifted and the log on top knocked the door open i guess because it wasn't quite shut all the way and it rolled out and we had like a carpet like a a little it rolled over to a carpet and then it it starts smoldering because those carpets are like uh you know they're they, they're not supposed to burn, but they didn't they smoke which is even worse because you have this huge smoke plume in the house and I almost couldn't wake up. It was the weirdest thing. That's the reason why I fear fire now, because after I had that experience, I remember the fire alarms going off. And I just couldn't wake up. Oh my gosh. Too much smoke mm. in the air. 
and it was just like it was almost impossible to wake up so you remember that you remember that feeling that you had oh that was terrible yeah it was the worst feeling not being able to wake up and hearing the fire alarms but i just i just couldn't get up yeah and uh, that's intense so they came in and finally they they shook me and woke me up and got we we got out so wow scary stuff that is scary all right you topped it so people almost died in your story yeah brian's was way worse than (laughs) mine competition i I maybe lost a little bit of my damage deposit but that's about it that's about it randy do you have something where you almost burned down because a log went left or right i i got a lot of fire stories because i'm an eagle scout from way back but i i don't want to i don't want to tell any let's move on we'll move on then yeah that's fine with me uh all right so uh oh uh this by the way shane black became the first writer to sell a script for $4 million. He later admitted this was uh, caused a lot of envy among his fellow screenwriters, as well as accusations of commercialism. He voluntary retire, voluntarily retired from the blockbuster industry for almost a decade as a result. That's why you didn't see stupid. a lot of him for a while. It is stupid. Isn't, it's super isn't stupid. That stupid. It's like, oh, you sell out. And it's like, so you're selling, so you're making some money. They would all sell out. The ones that would, well, and, would say that would all sell out in a heartbeat if they get $4 million for their script. And yeah. he was, he was, you know, like he was making that money for a reason. He wrote Lethal Weapon, Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon 2, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight. The guy, uh, he wrote The Bla- Last Boy Scout, Hit right? Mega. Like, right. This is, like, this is a rocket re- ship going straight up this guy's career. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, he was killing it. He was right dude, right time for the kind of action he would he was about to do, and he ended up getting the directing job for. Uh, oh no, that's Rennie Harlan. Sorry, Rennie Harlan did Die Hard two. Somehow Shane Black's involved in that. I forgot how. I I, I have I'm my sure information wrong. I don't remember now. Anyway, I like to think yeah, that I when know they he wrote say the TV series or wrote the first the pilot of the TV series, did he write the maybe the first maybe he wrote weapon, maybe maybe he wrote no. something no. Well, anyway, by the way, Rennie Harlan's best work is Die Hard 2. Yeah. yeah. Which we need to watch for, uh, we need to watch for this. That's better, almost, best, that's kind of a Christmas movie. Sort of. Yeah, I'm going to say, best, better Christmas movie, Long Kiss, Good Night, or Die Hard? Oh, better oh, Christmas Hard, movie? Die Hard. I mean, yeah, it, it, Hard, this yeah, one's yeah. more Christmas referential, if if that's yeah, what your rating is, but Die better Hard. movie. Oh, this Christmas is a, to defeat the bad guy. Yeah, this is Christmas. This this to me has more Christmas in it than Die Hard. That's what I'm saying. It, this one has more oh, referential yeah. Christmas in it right, than Die right, Hard right. does. But Die Hard is so much of a better film that right. it's embarrassingly yeah. better. And as a result, even with tiny Christmas in it, it's still a better Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Are you guys board, watching? Go ahead. I, I just want to define the genre somehow that it excludes those movies. Like I, when you say Christmas movie. I just need it to somehow be about Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you can pack all the freaking Christmas songs in it you want, but if it doesn't actually have Christmas, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going yeah, dis- to disagree because so what? The, the Santa Claus what? has to be a character, or what's the? You know, what, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just trying to. I'm trying to idea. draw a line between, right. you know, like well, Christmas vacation, which is which this is how runs through an advent calendar. This <laughs> you know what how, I mean? Like, right. This is how I see it. Christmas movies are movies that you watch at Christmas. Just like uh, Wizard of Oz is not a Thanksgiving movie. It was always played throughout my entire childhood and most of our childhoods on Thanksgiving or right around Thanksgiving. So it was always a Thanksgiving movie has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'd say, I'd say the connection between Die Hard and Christmas is a lot stronger 
than the connection between Thanksgiving and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because well, yeah, sure. you just I'm, associate I'm just it with it. I'm saying that it doesn't have to have the holiday in it. There can be other circumstances that elevate it to that point. I, I agree, but it's very subjective, right? That's a, it's going to happen in certain right. households, yeah. or if you grew up watching a lot of TV, maybe that was the only night that stuff was on, and it was that time of year. But in, case, in terms of like actual holiday content in your film, mm-hmm. uh, I, think it, I think part of it is how good is the movie overall, um, but to call it a Christmas movie is fair if it's set in or around Christmas. I don't think it has to be around a tree and everybody's saying good morning and Merry Christmas. I think it can be enough to say that John McClane came from New York to L.A. during Christmas, attended a Christmas party, all shit broke loose during Christmas. That's enough to call that a Christmas movie. I'm okay with right. that. Mm-hmm. I think I think anytime I watch a movie outside of the holiday that may be in the movie and it strikes me as odd like if i'm watching die hard in july and the christmas scenes are hard to watch or don't feel like the right time of the year then i think it is a christmas movie and i kind of do kind of feel like that sometimes when i'm watching die hard i'm like i'm not really interested in watching any christmasy themes right now Mm -hmm. because i do so much of it at christmas time i'm just gonna put that back yeah there i have some movies like that that i just associate with this time of year but um I don't know, like it, it, it that that's the subjective part, right? Because everyone's right, got their right. own little thing, their own little favorites or whatever. But I do also have some standards. Like I love to see them up at Christmas this time of year. I love to see mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation, like Randy mentioned. Mm-hmm. I like Elf. Elf, it's great. Yeah, I like yeah, all Elf. that stuff. Um, Brian, oh, did you go yet? Oh no, that's today. It's tonight, it's tonight. Yeah, yeah. Excited. T- Brian's going to an Elf screening uh, at the Alamo Draft. It's an House. Alamo Draft House oh, Elf Party is nice. what it's called. I have no idea what's involved in an Elf Party. Are you dressing but, up uh, as an elf? I'm going to wear a Christmas, an ugly Christmas sweater and a Santa hat. Sure. It's the right hey, thing to do. Speaking of ugly Christmas sweaters, that was in this movie. Oh, man. What was Samuel L. Jackson wearing? <laughs> I like the fuzzy Muppet. Like, how many Muppets died so he could have that hat? <laughs> At least one Kermit was destroyed right. <laughs> in the making of that hat. Like, that is, I don't know what was going on there. Actually, can you guys explain to me, was it meant to be? Funny. All those things just sitting there in Hennessy's trunk. Yeah, like, right. that's what it was. It was because they they bordered on saying that Samuel Jackson's character was kind of a pimp, right? I that, guess that's kind Did of they? where they kind of like. I, don't, I still don't know how like those that. two know each other. How they really ended up together? That's that's not clear right. in the movie. They don't make that well, very clear. Right. Well, you know, he's running a detective agency, AK in in slash scam school. Yeah. Is what he's doing, right? So I mean, so he's kind of prostituting out his secretary. I can't really tell. Yeah, I could I could have done without that one aspect. Like yeah. he is a PI. He's working for Samantha Kane to try to figure out her past. I I like that could have all been established without the bust in the in the hotel room. Yeah. Right. I agree. That the was shakedown. That was yeah. weird. Not that it, you know. Not that I mean it was it's fine, but it was just confusing, and how they ended up together and then stayed together and then how they're inexorably connected. It just was too ram ramshackle. Like I didn't really get it. Right, right. That was weird. I, I feel like this would make an excellent book. I would read the Long Kiss Goodnight the book in a minute. Maybe, I would love to dig deep into some crazy characters. Right, I would love to do that. Might be out there. Uh, well, it's like a Alex, it's kind of like an Alex Cross book. Yeah, I've never read any of those. How are those? Are oh, good? really? Those are oh. great. Yeah, yeah, it's, much better than the gets, movies. Yeah, <laughs> it gets yeah. a little long in the tooth. There's too many of them, but well, like 
I would yeah. say the first four or five Alex Cross books are real good. <laughs> Which is about as many as I've read. Like uh, Along Came <laughs> Spider is really good. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's see, some of the Jack and Jill. Um, I'm surprised how many there are. Jeez. That's the one that they turned into that Adam Sandler film, right? Uh, right. right. No <laughs> oh, I see. I get it. I get it. Took me a well, second. We, and it's yeah. funny that we, we kind of went back to this because I used to confuse this movie, The Long Kiss Goodnight, with Along Came a Spider. Mm. I, I I knew there were different plots, but I kept I kept switching the two movie titles. I mm. actually confused it with Bone Collector. Like when we first oh. started talking about Long Kiss yeah. Goodnight, I'm thinking, oh, that's a Ashley oh, Judd and yeah, no problem. <laughs> Who's the uh, Denzel Washington? No, it's yeah, uh, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was Morgan Alex Freeman. Ross in those things. Which I yeah, but that I wasn't an Alex Cross though. The I thought, I thought it, oh, right, right. But, they were, he did, but he did later play Alex Cross, didn't he? Yeah, uh, in Along Came a Spider, and that was with her again. Right. That's why that was confusing. Because yeah. it was like, oh, those two again? Are they the same characters? No, there's somebody mm-hmm. else. And I didn't know it was even connected to the right. book at the time. But uh, here's we have a new segment on the show. I haven't told you guys about it yet. Here it is. <laughs> time for. <laughs> wow. Did this movie Sounds have like someone just... barf in it? And they did. Yeah, early barf, Earl, right? Yeah. No, no, no. That was the drunk that was posing as the cop, right? No, it was. Uh, I thought Gina Davis almost barfed. Wait, who? No, barfed? no. The, Someone the, barfed. We did have a barf. I don't know if it was on screen or not, but the the detective, the supposed. Oh, right, sitting in the detective. background while Samuel L. Jackson's talking to the yeah. hooker and the guy, and he just for right. no reason, the guy that had oh, to read the right, right for some reason just barfed on yeah. himself. So there you go. Right, That's the he one. was a, home, a drunk homeless person that got hired for right. yeah. the role. This was recommended as a segment by Daryl Skeels, who does our Trek nerd stuff, yeah. because he thinks every film has barfing in it. And so right. we're going to check it, that now. This one feels like we could. Did. It feels <laughs> like we could use that same thing for what grossed Scott out the most, right? Yeah, I mean, um, that same sound effect. I'll tell you what. Oh, we could totally. But I'll tell you what. You guys want to guess? Because I, I have two. I have two things that gross me out, and I'll take either one as full points. There were tons of gross things, uh, and I thought about you twice. Actually, I'm not sure if I'm gonna. Can I name two? Yeah, or go is ahead. That too, is no. that too greedy? No, go ahead. Go okay, for it. Go it's, for it's, it. it's, it's uh, when Gina Davis licks the blood off her fingers. Nope. <laughs> that was wow, I thought okay. that would be a shoe in. No, it's I fake. know, right? It's fake. I can tell when things okay, are fake. The one that the one that kind of no grossed fingers. me out. Right. The one that grossed me out. <laughs> the one that grossed me out was uh, when. When uh, when Arthur, the kid who was smoking, uh, peed his pants. That, oh. For some reason, that just well, just freaked me out. That grossed me out. It looked he... a little. It looked a little too real. So... Like he really peed his pants. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard so to do though. You just the, get wet. The, mo- mm. the only moment in this film when I thought, "Oh, I wonder if Scott's grossed out right now," was the first time that Gina Davis just starts kissing Samuel L. Jackson because Sweaty Jackson. it was a real tight shot, a yeah. real tight shot of their lips, and they had been smoking. So so much. There was so much smoking, and I could I could just smell and taste what yeah. was on the screen. I, and I was just like, Ugh. she nibbled at his mustache, which almost made the list. Oh. It almost oh, made the right. list, right. but yeah. not the quite. The making out, but the kissing part and her coming onto him that was fine. I didn't care about that. So Brian uh, Ibbett, any guesses? I have no guesses. I would have guessed the finger licking the blood yeah. off her fingers kind of thing. Well, that's a- it's pretty gross as an idea, but in a film, it's just like, I know what they're doing there. And it's just your own fingers. Now, if she licked the blood off Sam Jackson's fingers, different conversation. <laughs> or any other character. If you're licking someone else's fingers, we have right. we've, we have to start having a discussion because that is rough. <laughs> 
Uh, but in my case, the two things I found grossest were one, dragging your bra- your key bracelet through Rice Krispie squares. Don't make oh, those while yeah. you're dragging your jewelry through it. Good gosh. That's gross. It's oh, sticky she was, and gross. She was totally pressing down her hands too really hard. <laughs> yeah, and you see those key, and that key was just like mushing into it. I'm like, dude, I don't want your nasty ass freaking out, outer jewelry in my freaking food. All right, so that was number one. And then there was one where she was on the phone talking to, I don't remember, she was in a phone booth, and they were trying to track her. And right. they did this close-up of her freaking spit mouth. So it's like right up on her mouth and she's going, yeah, you're never going to find me. See, or whatever she was saying. And he, and every mouth movement had a big old stringy spit ball going from tooth, tooth to tooth. And it just don't give me that close up. I don't need to see that that close. So it's always the little stuff and it's always like real stuff, stuff that you can't. It's not a movie effect or a right. Like a gel or or. Right. Right. That stuff like that. doesn't bother I, me. I enjoyed that they. They didn't do the runaround thing with the phone, so like he was gonna make them do the runaround. They said, and then there was like bump that. We just going straight to the phone company. Mm-hmm. That was I haven't seen that done in a movie before or since. Yeah, yeah. No, that was kind of cool. I also thought her waterboarding scene, her her torture scene, she was really oh, good yeah. in that. The water wheel. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of great. Um, and I always liked every time she'd tell somebody how they were gonna die, and then they never believed her, and then she'd kill them. Oh, yeah. That was and great. Coming, and coming back to that, uh, you know, driving the tanker through the wall after she's being chased out of the away from the parade, knowing that your daughter is in a small metal box on the side, yeah. wouldn't you drive <laughs> oh. a little more carefully? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at the same time, they took a lot of effort to explain that she doesn't really care about the girl. Yeah. yeah you know what no I mean? Problem. Like yep. after her conversion back to super agent. Mm-hmm. She's like they they really made it clear that she's having a hard time caring. Yeah. And so uh, I that kind of was okay for me. Yeah. I I would have been more taken aback if she just suddenly turned on all the maternal instincts again, you know? Mm. Well, they kind of did toward the end, but you're right. In the process it would probably have been super dumb. But there are two moments in this movie that are the superest of dumbest, okay? Okay. okay ice hold skating. On, hold on, hold on. Ice skating is the <laughs> stupidest idea to have at that scene. Oh, yes. I hated that so. Oh my gosh! As have soon as she grabbed those put, skates, I just went, oh, "Okay, here." Yeah. We go. Have you ever? Well, I was more worried about. It. I'm like, have you ever put on ice skates? That's not it like takes a. Forever. That's yeah. not something you do on the run. It's just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. No, that sucked. Yeah. That just sucked. no. They would be long gone by the time she finally yeah. got those things on because putting them on and lacing them up yeah. that takes oh, gotta, forever. Gotta yeah. unlace them first. Gotta loosen them. Right, loosen up the laces. Squeeze my foot. <laughs> Maybe back in 1996, we had those quick buckles. Maybe, then, maybe so. Then they show her feet, and they're not. They're not. No, so they're tied mind. up. Yeah, it's a that was a load of crap. I hated that. And then the other thing I hate is not even in the the movies. It's not the movie's fault, but they had one in it. My least favorite holiday thing, even worse than Paul McCartney's "Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time," is uh-huh. Christmas songs with dog barks in them. Oh, oh right! Really? And this, yeah. I, and when the, roof, 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 yeah. roof, I want to murder somebody when I hear one of those. I hate it. <laughs> At first, I thought it was dogs barking in the distance in the film. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I wait. No, there's a melody. Oh my god, it's jingle barks or whatever. Oh, that's jingle called. barks. Yeah. <laughs> it's that old jingle barks, my favorite. Yes. But I hate yeah. that so much. Why was that ever a trend? Who ever bought an album that had dogs barking on it to play Christmas music? Someone's dad. There's yeah. dads that yeah, were that so album, pr- I think, Yeah, I And that so. album actually had a few songs that were cats meowing songs. Oh, it was yeah. an entire album of Christmas 
carols with dogs barking and cats meowing. Fantastic. I can't wait to run out. I enjoyed that. I believe it's, I believe it's streamable. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed would... that crap back in the day. That's, uh, How can you? Uh, the only thing I also didn't like. Well, I'll tell you what I liked when I was a kid. The only time I ever liked that sort of thing, which bordered on parody. Well, it was parody, whatever. Was like the Star Wars thing they did, like um, there was oh, like yeah. a disco version of the Star Wars theme. I love that. Oh, the Mika or the Miko version. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I was into that, but somebody would probably tell me that's stupid. So I don't know. Yeah, who am I to judge? Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's a You're good just, question. Yeah, that's a really good. <laughs> who question. am I really? I really am not the guy to do it. All right, I have clips. If you guys would like to hear some clips from this film, oh, please. The, this movie was, uh, to quote Brian Dunaway, I don't want to steal your thunder, my friend, but this movie was so full of one-liners. It's kind of, it's kind of snuck up on you, like you, you know, like it's a, it's almost like a parody movie with the one-liner. There is a lot, and uh, I will rip through them. Here is an example of some very poorly acted child actors from the early part of the movie. They're in a treehouse. And they're very bad, so here you go. His name is Mr. Perkins. My mom named him for me. Caitlin, come help in the kitchen. That's her. That's who? Her mom. She's got amnesia. Swear? Swear. Too weird. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, kids. I could... I kind of liked it. No, you didn't. You think you did? I did. <laughs> I kind of liked that whole scene. I like when she gets up when she gets up there and says, "Help me find the kitchen," because I got it. And then she kind of ducks down. Then she comes back up and she does her little S- ah, thing. Him. And I thought yeah, that was just that charming. was fine. That's it. charming because that's you know she's yeah. Gina Davis is a good actor. Those kids are terrible. Yeah. Not that all kids are good actors or need to be. You notice that, that mom sub uh, subconsciously named the, the the doll Perkins, Mr. Mm-hmm. Perkins, yeah. which is the. Detective Perkins. Oh, oh no, I didn't. I did not that. make that connection. Yeah. Huh. Nice connection. All right, here's a. I don't know what this is. Oh, this is them kind of saying the name of the movie. It never truly happened, but yeah. here's here's a close. She's gone. I've kissed her good night. Mm. Uh, pretty mm. good. Longly, I've kissed her good night. <laughs> Longly. <laughs> did we work it in? Yeah. Not really. Not but... really. <laughs> here's a dumb scene. Everyone knows when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you and umption. It's, it's I, not, it's I not love that. that. I did too. I hated it. I didn't like I have it. No problem with that. As a matter of fact, I think I've said that. I think it must have come from this movie. Maybe. Really? I, the the saying is make an ass out of you and me, right? Yeah. Because you spell which it out. Doesn't make sense either, right? Well, but also I did. That's what I expected him to finish with, and maybe I'm glad that he, you know, mixed it up. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Not mixed it up, glad, but changed you, it up. You don't. You just don't realize how glad you are. Yeah, there you go. Glad trash bags. What are we saying? All right. Here's a. <laughs> uh, she wants a cigarette. You guys, it's creepy cigarette. I want a cigarette. Okay. Oh, cigarette. the dream stuff was was mm. just shades of garbage. Of Hellraiser. Dr. Crusher in the <laughs> dreaming about her grandmother and yeah, Troy. Oh. Who are you? <laughs> What do you want? You're right. It's that like dreamscape background and on a precipice yeah. looking out with stars mm-hmm. shooting by. Or mm-hmm. no, you're clouds. not, you're oh, not wrong. Good. Yeah, kind of like this. Here, hold on. I have a clip. Where is it? Oh, didn't play. No, still not playing. That's fantastic. That's yeah, just a clip. Yeah, well done, Scott. You just you sing it to us. Oh no! There it is. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. It's pretty good. All right, here is. Um, oh, you'll eat it and you'll like it. I'm gonna cut this carrot 
and you can eat the blood-soaked pieces and like it. Piss off. Piss off. Oh, I like piss, piss, off. Piss, piss off. Yeah, I'm gonna use this Up all the time. Up to that moment, piss off. she yeah. she is doing the worst carrot cutting that anyone has ever done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. it's I, it's a wonder that she has fingers if she if that's the way that she well, and she and she depicts cutting one of her fingers off and then just goes on with her life. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's like like any human being would have at least decided to use a fork in the carrot to hold it or something right. you'd think. is she like is she like in one of those commercials that tries to sell you that people are stupid and they need yes. this thing as seen on tv that's mm-hmm. exactly right yeah, yeah that sounds right to me and uh, why not use a food processor or a mandolin or like there's so many options i don't understand <laughs> well if you asked her that she'd say piss off yeah piss off right. piss off <laughs> that was good timing done away you said it exactly when i hit it yeah, yeah. Uh, here's uh, so here's the sax music that I don't think fits at all. I don't understand oh, why this movie sounded so stupid with this. Here it is. What is happening? They Have borrowed that from a Rodney Lemon? Dangerfield movie. Yeah, it did feel like a Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield yeah. movie. It's best in class, or what was that show movie? <laughs> uh, uh, back, to any, back to school yeah, best in class it felt like and the, it, the leftovers of the theme from Roxanne I don't know if you <laughs> right. the beginning of Roxanne starts with that uh, yeah. they, uh, they all this, did back then but this is a good decade later and why? what happened that's just weird to me the saxophone has really fallen out of favor for movie yeah music no absolutely you don't we, hear it now we screwed at all it up. we screwed it up during the 80s yeah do you ever hear it now unless it's meant to be retro or throwback or yeah. parody you don't I can't think of any yeah. no nope. you don't it's done we're done sax goodbye <laughs> sorry everybody Sexy sax you're out yeah kenny g what are you up to what are you doing all right here is uh <laughs> life is pain get used to it life is pain get used to it get used to it Get used to it. She's talking to Arthur. Get used to it. Talking to her Yeah, after she fell on the ice. After she fell and broke her wrist. Oh, right. That's right. Get up. What are you, a big baby? Yeah. That's when her stuff started coming out again. Just so the kid can reuse that later on her. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, what's wrong with the dog? I don't remember this. Well, what's wrong with the dog? Oh, the old lady. Right? (laughs) What's wrong with the dog? That was another thing like the like the prostitute bust where I'm just like, what is this doing in this movie? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I hope you have the line, Brian Cox's line right after that. Please, I think I do. Is. Let's find out right now by playing this. He's been licking his asshole for the last three straight hours. Jeez Louises. That's just a long time. <laughs> long time. Uh, all right. Sam Jackson singing. Turning off the downstairs light. Before I go to bed at night. <laughs> I like that part. I think that's fine. Uh, here's a good Mormon joke. Everyone likes one of those. Uh, yes, I'm a Mormon. That's why I just smoked a pack of Newport and drank three vodka tonic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that you called them three vodka tonic and not tonics. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the correct way to say it? Uh, not to my knowledge. I've always said tonics. Okay. I just wonder if it's like a or or three vodkas and tonic. Oh. See that? that? Yeah, that sounds right, right? Yeah, yeah. The plural. I don't think you got it right. I think you got it right. Right. No. We'll blame no. Shane Black. It's his fault. <laughs> uh, but here. Oh, I love this line. Oh, fooey! I burned the darn muffins. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty good. I'm telling you, Sam Jackson was great in this. He was. He, really ele- he does elevate this thing for yeah, sure. It's, I agree. It's an R-rated movie, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I never understand. I because we get side bombs. Yeah, side bomb. <laughs> we got swears. Lots of f bombs. This thing's full of f bombs. I will. I will never ever understand knowing that you're making an R-rated movie and not using that, like not exploring that space. What do you, you mean? Know? Like it. The movie just tries so hard to to beat PG thirteen. Well, he was making right. fun but of her. He was making fun of her because she just dropped an no, F word. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, it's just I, I just I can't stop thinking as I'm watching this movie. Why why is it so? Why is it being so careful all the time while also being so R rated? Like I don't I don't know. It just doesn't right. embrace itself. Well, it does ask it. It does. It's a it's an interesting question because uh, I, I guess there was a time there was a time. When the rating board, you know, they they counted number of F's and you had to really think and you still have to do, but you really had to think, what's my target audience? If we mm-hmm. get outside the PG-13, we're narrowing the audience, but maybe unless it's the audience we're targeting, maybe something different. So how many F's do you put in the movie? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Zero they, F's. This had a lot of <laughs> This was full of F's and all sorts of yeah. stuff and S my D's and all sorts of exclamations. S my D's. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Just S my D, all right? Yeah. Right here. my ducks. I didn't feel like they were holding back to me at all, but maybe I maybe it was different. Shovel right. my driveways. Here's I a, think I, yeah. I think Gina Davis brought that conservative to the movie that I think they wanted to make her a badass, but I just don't hearing those words come from Gina Davis's face just doesn't work for me. And no. saying it around her also doesn't. It just, she seems like not the type. Well, she did it a lot. So oh, she did. Yeah, she did it. Constantly. I'm not saying she can't. I'm just saying that her persona doesn't project. It goes that. against right. type. Yeah, I agree. That's true. Be like uh, Naomi Watts or Renee Zellweger dropping f bombs. Just doesn't right. feel right. It'd be like Brian dropping f bombs right here. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Sure. Right. Or no, it'd be funny if I did one right now. Type. To me, it'd be like it's like when I found out that uh, the guy that was in Full House, what's his name? Uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget is has such a dirty stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aristocrats joke. Like, yeah. I had no idea that guy was so blue when he worked wow. on stage until I yeah. saw it, and it was years later, and I went, "What?" My only know. experience with him was like well, the funniest Full home House. videos, right? Yeah, the funniest home videos. Yeah. yeah, and it was always so benign. And then suddenly, this I'm like, wait a minute. And he was always known as that, I guess, by people who would see his shows, but I didn't yeah. know that. So it was like mm-hmm. really jarring for me. You just knew Sunday afternoon Saget, right? Right. But yeah. when no I see it's, it's the opposite. When I see like <laughs> I'll I'll see Bill or I'll listen to Bill Burr, and that's mm-hmm. he's just a constant swear machine. But then you watch him on like I'm Breaking Bad, <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> and I don't work for nobody but you. <laughs> he goes on a show, does a TV show, and he's just like normal. It's like the reverse. It's very weird. All right, here's a uh, uh, not going back. I don't. I don't know what this is. Four years inside Marion, Illinois, a real shithole, and I'm not going back. Jeez. <laughs> That's the most uh, the most Samuel L. Jackson line yeah. in the whole movie. Yep. He's a great yeller, man. He is. Really is. When you, you just want to shut up and listen to him when he yells. Every yeah. time. Like that that's why that Pulp's fiction scene is so you know, people think about it all the time where he's reading scripture and yelling at that guy who's eating the burger. It's just right. amazing. Is he, is he married and, and does he have kids? Because I wonder what it's like being raised by Samuel L. Jackson. I think so. Oh gosh, great yeah, he's, question. He's been married since nineteen eighty, one child. Oh, just one child? I thought he had like three or four. 
You're going to pick up your toys. <laughs> that was almost at Bill Cosby. That feels weird. It I kind of was. It. I know. Yeah. Okay. I kind of, uh, it's yeah. weird to think that all my Samuel all my Jackson's... all my black impersonations sound alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samuel Jackson's child could now be in their 30s. That's weird. Oh, yeah. speaking of people doing right. in impressions, we're gonna have to go watch uh watch The Rock do like Samuel Jackson. No, is he doing Danny DeVito? In Who? Jumanji. In what? Oh, Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah, Jum- that's not Jamon. That's not Samuel Jackson at all. That's uh, no, that's uh, the Rock and uh, and Eddie Rock, or um, right. uh, the, and the, little, the little guy, Kevin the Hart. Really, really Kevin Hart. Thank you, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah my I'm daughter saw it last night and loved it. They that's, went and saw the new one and they thought it was great. I don't know why those movies are good, but apparently those two movies are good. So I yeah. saw something else. Yeah, you did. What did you see? I saw, you saw. I saw the neighborhood I movie. Saw dark Water. Oh yeah, Dark Waters. The land Boy, of dark water. Talk about talk about never wanting to use a Teflon pan ever again. <laughs> yeah. But I'll bunk them in my head. That's right. Monk. All right. Here's a horrible laugh. <laughs> okay. This is a bad laugh. Star Wars did this first. Got a bad feeling about this. Okay. Nah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. He would be <laughs> Mace Windu you could, later. You could have a supercut of that being said a hundred different movies. Yep. Here's my new ringtone. All right. I'm going to play that all the time. <laughs> here's here's Brian Cox talking about his Brian Cox. Agents often reluctant to feel up another man's groin. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Groin. Because they might get a... A man's penis. All right. <laughs> this is not television. This is not an episode of television. This is not an episode of television. Who says that? He talked weird. Brian Cox. Episode. He does in that in that Brian Cox way. Mm-hmm. This is not an episode of television. <laughs> like that's a show. Like there's a show called television that this is an episode right. of. An episode of television. Yeah. And this is when you say things to not get sued. Look, is this America's funniest practical videos or something? America's <laughs> funniest practical, practical videos. videos. I watch YouTube for the practical videos, like how to change, uh, yeah. how to replace brake pads, and uh... right. I got a new. Uh, my air conditioner broke. I wonder if I can find a funny practical video on how I can. Fix America's it. funniest practical videos. <laughs> Uh, By the way, uh, yeah. Brian, Brian Cox, one last thing about Brian Cox. He's one of our best, uh, greatest living Scottish actors. Yeah. Uh, there are YouTube videos that you can go listen to where Brian Cox sits and pronounces the names of Scotch. Oh. And it is okay. so delightful. That's it is just great. It's, it's wholesome and wonderful. And he and, and and it finally settles all the questions. You know, like you, if you ever look at bottles of scotch, you're like, how do you say that? Brian Cox will tell you on YouTube. I don't tire of that man. I just can watch mm-hmm. him in anything. No. Also, it's not fair. Samuel L. Jackson Jackson's in his 60s. He doesn't look any different today. I don't understand what that dude's doing. Like, what is it in his blood? How is Sam Jackson looking this good? In he was born in 48, for heaven's sakes. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. All right. Anyway, maybe he's wow. one of those guys who's waiting to age quickly. Like you know, he's just going to keep you know looking young, looking young, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, that didn't happen Look to me. I hit about forty eight, and everything went. <laughs> uh, here's here's uh, the uh, oh, he did man's penis. Let's do the, uh, this fun line from it, Sam. That's a duck, not a dick. All right. <laughs> the drawing could, could have gone either way. Yeah, right? yeah it was a very uh, that that bird had a lot of weird curly hairs coming out of its head. That's all I I'm agree. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think I believe him. I think it looked like a a man's penis. Okay, great. Here's the guy. Oh, this guy's voice. I wrote. He his voice doesn't match 
Oh, I can't remember who this is. This might be the good-looking guy. Hold on. Ten minutes in this cold water, she'll be insane or dead. His, his, to me, his voice was too, well, hello there. I believe you've right. come to the right place yeah. today. There's something weird about it. Which three things in your kitchen are going to kill you tonight? <laughs> Find out at 11. Yeah, had a very anchorman kind of voice. But his face yeah. was like, you know, this handsome, rugged, whatever. Um, now he looks like Tony Robbins. I don't think I like him now. He looks weird. Now. <laughs> He reminds me of the guy from uh, Ally McBeal who uh, uh, who owned the agency or owned the the um, law firm. Oh owned yeah, he went. I know who you mean. He's he's a. Yeah. That's also a weird looking dude. He is a weird looking dude. Yeah, yeah. I like that show. That one. It's day. Mm -hmm. It's good. Mm -hmm. I like that Peter McNichol would whistle through his nose when he was nervous. That was great. <laughs> right. yes. What's that guy doing? I don't know, Where's but I now? love him. He's so great. He was the he was in Ghostbusters too. Is that he was the he got possessed by the painting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and now I don't know what else. Like where is Peter McNichol today? I don't know. I like him. Still though. Yeah. He's just a funny um, dude. He's 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 still working. He was in a series of unfortunate events, the TV show. Oh. He's apparently been in the Tangled series. Oh. I uh, keep hearing that that is a the unfortunate events thing, TV thing, is very good and not to be missed, mm -hmm. and I still haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I heard it was good. Peter why McNichol am I, is... Why am I drippings with goo? Peter <laughs> McNichol has one credit in Big Bang Theory, and if you think about it, he should have been in a hundred episodes yeah. of the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it would have made it better oh, yeah. than it was. I regret that show. All right, here's uh, yeah. Grab Those Ankles. Gets out you're working for me. I'm going to be grabbing my ankles on the White House lawn. Yeah, I'd like to see that, buddy. <laughs> grab uh, my ankles. Uh, I'll show you how I'm going to grab them. Look, like this. <laughs> I don't remember what this final clip is. I'll just play it. It's me. I got your kid. Oh. <laughs> it's me. It's, him. it's me. Who, I got your kid. Who is this? <laughs> Tune in 11 to find out more. Oh, All right. it's Property Brothers. It That's is. that guy. It's the Property, Property Brothers. Brothers. Exactly. Yep. I, I wish I knew more about this Property Brothers because I didn't get the reference. I still don't know. I don't watch HGTV. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> we all said it. Can't help it. Can't help it. Oh, did we have a chick in the bucket? Can't think of one. Can you? Oh, uh, go ahead. Um, I, yes, I had one. Uh, and it's just, it's a very narrow definition of this, of this trope. But um, so at, at some point, Property Brothers, I think, is the person who physically goes into the church and kidnaps the little girl mm -hmm. and on it is on his way out there's a woman and another kid yeah. who are like what's going on here and he pulls a knife on them mm -hmm. yeah. and and is like i'm about to give you i'm about to give you back 2.4 children or something i'd like a horrible oh, one right, of the right. of all the one-liners the worst in the movie yeah it's pretty bad right. and then and then he leaves and then that woman just apparently she just stands there in shock the rest of the movie she doesn't do anything. She doesn't call anybody. She doesn't tell anybody what just happened. There's no police you know chasing what? this guy out of town. I like you it. Know? Yeah, of, she has my yeah. vote. What would you say? Well, really, I was I was gonna say Earl, and not we we kind of know Earl probably died in the car after the car accident, but we don't know for sure because Earl's door opens and then he just mm. kind of sits there while it's burning. Mm. Oh, and yeah. they never then they never mention him. They never say oh, no, he did. Earl. He did. He did. No, he did is what I assume. I think he's laying there in a charred heap of of crusty burnt flesh, just yeah, putting his finger in and out of the I other finger holes. Smells like cooking deer. Yeah, and right. he's just he's doing this with his fingers, horrible. just in and out, in and out the whole time. Right. <laughs> That's his job. Love the fact that she goes and uh, cracks the deer's neck, and I thought she was going to crawl inside of it at first when she laid down, but she she didn't. 
but then she breaks the deer's neck and then she never really even went and looked for Earl. I guess Earl, uh, I guess not the favorite. I don't even know who he is. Because Earl had to die. Oh, it's the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Was he, was he, and he, wasn't he the Santa too at the opening? I couldn't quite I tell I don't for know. Sure. I, he was, he was one of those characters where I, I wasn't even sure why the hell he was around. Like, right. I don't know what that was. The point of that was what? Why, why do we so, need him? So Gina Davis had to be driving down a snowy road somewhere with a drunk. She could have done that anywhere. Her, she could have just yeah, slipped on the ice and hit a tree. Like he was useless. Yeah. Useless. Less, less useful than that deer. That deer should have lived. Dear should have lived. Not yeah. like that. Nope, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that thing looked that thing was moving real fake like. Yeah, I mean. was. I think it was animatronics or something. It was not. Yeah, what it reminded me of, it was like some people in the, in the snow like moving some legs back and forth. <laughs> it reminded me of the deer in the car and Tommy Boy. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Right. It looks up and goes, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so would you I I'd be uh, I'm on the hook for saying that Tommy Boy deer is the best deer yeah, hit by a car yeah. Uh, yeah sure yeah in a movie because i can't think yeah. of any others that are that good that's very shocking good. No. yeah very shocking all right uh especially when they're watching from a distance it's great indeed so we'll give this award get up here and grab a bucket bucket chicken the bucket goes uh, we'll tie it earl and the lady who did nothing after her son had a knife to his throat that's right uh now this It's the film sack checklist. Grenades don't work like that. Check. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson prefers to lay in the street for a while before you pick him up again. Check. And smoke a cigarette. Too. Yeah, got a cigarette in there. And then did, finally, did, yeah. Did we all expect her to come back for him? No. At the, in the moment, I thought, no. oh wow, he's done. He's abandoned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I thought she he it's was really, done. I figured there would be a way they, they'd hook up later, but I thought sure. the camera would just fade and he just lay there. But it wasn't going to be her coming back, for yeah. sure. Well, no. And why yeah. isn't he really mad at her? Like, she threw him out of a moving car. You would think he'd get in and at least be mad. Well, he's, right? you know, Samuel, the, the L stands for lovely. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Lighthearted. <laughs> uh, third one on this list is bullets do nothing to these people. Check. Uh, truck Connection, we have uh, one of them. Susan Henley was the church mother. So the lady we're just talking about. Oh, yeah. Who's church church back mother. at home, rocking back I and forth with her mother. in a fetal position on the floor. She had a crazy right. job in Voyager. She was stand-in and photo double for Kate Mulgrew on all seven seasons. Oh. What? She, and she also appeared in several episodes as Ensign Brooks and played a few background characters. But yeah, she was a stand-in and double for Kate every time they do like a they needed a double for stuff. Huh. Interesting. Uh, DS9. She was featured in several episodes in the second and third season. She also worked as a stand-in for several guest actresses. And also for Gates McFadden on Star Trek Insurrection, the film. So kind of a cool job. And it looks like she kind of did the same job here. (laughs) She sort of just stood there. Stood there and pretended to be Kate Mulder. I like like Church Mother as a credit, though. That's pretty cool. Church Mother. Church Mother. Mother of the church. That's right. Uh, Soundtrack gave it to give it an RU for really uneven. It's fine in some places, kind of rocky in others. Also, that song that played at the end of the show was kind of cool until it wasn't. Like it's hard to explain, but I kind of like the beginning what was of it. it again? I don't even remember now, and I was going to ask Ibit because he knows about everybody. Yeah, in the I music. don't remember. I don't remember the song we played at the end either. It was like kind of cool at first and indie sounding, cool chick voice stuffs going along, and then it just got really bad. 
And I but and then I crossed it off my list to ask you, but yet here I am doing it. <laughs> Darn! I, no, if I heard it now, I might be able to figure. I it wish out. you were. I wish you were loading up Netflix and scrubbing to the end to, so we could all hear it because oh. I, I'm really curious what that was. If wishes were fishes, we'd all be in the sea. <laughs> I know. Wow. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. All right, uh, it's time for the Twitter post, folks. That's where these three chuckleheads sum it up in 280 characters or less. We have a grand tradition of starting with Randy Jordan. The Long Kiss Goodnight. Not a long movie. There were no long kisses. Uh, There were kisses, but they were very short. Uh, Not a good night, but there was night. There might have been good kisses. uh, Saturday night at a time. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. Perfect one. You kind of phoned that one in. Uh, (laughs) It was straight out of my notes from the film. I I spent the whole movie pondering the title of the movie. Yeah, thinking right, about yeah. when are they going to say it? When are they going to say it? Yeah, when's it going to happen? Right. Just give it to me. Uh, now let's go to speaking oh. of give it to me. Give it to me, that Brian Dunaway. Going to give it to me. Yeah, the long kiss, good night, like an intense episode of Who's the Father on Maury? You guys watch that, right? Maury Povich, yes, sure. DNA test. Yeah. Timothy, you are totally the father. Look at them eyes. I can't believe that's how they did that that freaking birth test. Is just look in her eyes. That doesn't work. Right. Yeah, that. Oh my god, that. it's true. It doesn't work. Oh at no, all. it's hers. Dude. I I wonder when, wherever I see that, I always wonder. I'm like, did they know that from the beginning? Did they cast specifically one of these actors because their eyes were similar? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. I just think it would have been a better climax if. Uh, she would have had like some other agents ready to slap him with a child support uh, back payment. Right. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> uh, see, fun. today, if you were wanting eyes to look the same, you would do CGI on this was 90, 1996. You still could. Some of that was being done then. Not as much and not yeah, as good, but yeah. you know. Is it, you know we're post Jurassic Park era here, so they could have done it. They uh, could have put dinosaurs in her eyes, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Finally, Brian Ibbett. The Long Kiss Goodnight. This week we watched a film that features a character whose life is shrouded in mystery and we get the merest glimpse into their backstory. And so goes the story of the skydiving Santa of Hutchinson County. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that scene. Was that based on something? Oh, was that no, no, it was the only place. Line? I looked it up to see if there was actually like too. a skydiving Santa of Hutchinson yeah, County. No, this is the only mention ever of it. And I was wow. kind of thinking, was it a movie that they did elsewhere? Right. I kept trying to it's like it, it like leaves you hanging. Like, what yeah. happened to the skydiving Santa yeah, well, of Hutchinson County? Mm-hmm. I kind of <laughs> wanted to know. Yeah. Did we get the? Did we get in the trope? That's and I need a trope alert. Oh, trope alert! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did we? Did we get in the trope of the news on TV freaks a guy out and he attacks the TV? Because that was awesome. Oh, that oh, yeah. was great. We talked yeah. about it a little bit, but only in the context of how did he see any of that with his crappy eye? Like, how do you see great. TV there at all? Do they really? They can't put it under plexiglass. You don't hide your TV behind graded <laughs> right. metal. That's weird. I bet they do. I bet they do in jail. I'm sure they do. You think so? Well, in, yeah, in totally. crazy jail, totally. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Crazy one-eyed jack you rip, jail. You got to break. You break off a piece of that glass on the front of the TV, and that's absolutely a, a weapon, a shank. Yeah, but couldn't you just you could put something this else there? This is a shank. This is a shank. Everything's a shank. <laughs> and you get a shank. And you get a shank. <laughs> shank, shank, shank. Well, all right. That's all well and good, but what of this? Now, this is unusual. This is unprecedented. I've been handed three alternate titles here today. Oh, wow. Can't believe it. This Uh, movie needed it. The first one just really doesn't make any sense because nobody peed in it, but it says the long piss goodnight. Yeah, it's a kid. He peed himself. himself. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's the long skate to fight. I guess that refers to when she was skating to, you know, shoot him. 
And then finally, the long Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons goodnight. Oh, right. I actually wrote, I actually wrote one down. Yeah, Kiss. See, you get it? They're Kiss. That's the band Kiss, Paul Stanley and Gene uh-huh. Simmons. See? I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I noted this, but I just wrote down <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. The L stands for long. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like seeing him almost naked. I don't like it because I don't know what it is, but I think uh, he's a little. When he's in, when he's in, going the, with this guy? He, when he's in the lotion pit. Yeah, but also or, lotion. well, that, but also earlier when he's just in the hotel and she almost shoots him, um, oh, he yeah. ducks down or whatever. There's something about Sam Jackson almost naked that is disconcerting, and it, what it is is it's he seems like a bigger, broader dude when he's dressed. Yeah. And when you yeah. take it off, he's kind of slight. Like he's sort of smallish looking. His yeah. head looks really big. And I'm sorry to, I'm sorry. I keep bringing this up, but have you say that you to him watched, one more time? <laughs> one more time. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? It is so disconcerting when these, when these actors get their, like their shirts taken off. Yeah. It is so freaking disconcerting. Watch Peaky Blinders. These guys are brawlers. They're fighters. Mm-hmm. They're toughs. And then the and then like uh, the guy who plays Arthur in Peaky Blinders gets his shirt taken off. And you're like, oh my god, he's anorexic. Yeah, he's a little skinny boy. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, 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 um, uh, what did he play in Batman? He was uh, what was he? He was he in was Batman. Batman? No one oh, Batman no, you're, movies. You're talking about the guy, the main guy in Peaky Blinders. Oh, oh. His, his name is Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, you're talking about Killian. Of. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight days later, Wiener Man. He shows his wiener in that. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> slight. Yeah, it's very slight. Slight uh-huh. wiener. Yeah, it's very disconcerting, as Randy would say. <laughs> um, all right, that's uh, we got an email here, folks, from people. Um, actually, two of them. One's a short recommendation. The other one is this one from Shay. Uh, they both send emails into filmsack at gmail it says this, hello there, Brian, Scott, Randy, and Brian. So when Randy is explaining the tub scene with Shannon and Elizabeth from your recent film, Jack Frost, and Dunaway adds reverently at the end how it isn't that convoluted because of the carrot. Ding, 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 ding. Dunaway finally admits water had no hidden meeting in a movie. Okay. I, I read that in caps because it's in, it's in caps. Water. Yeah. But it was in caps. Yeah, that that was a movie sp- about water taking right. shape and doing things. Like it's kind of like the movie it would have been starts a off on with the nose, yeah, right, yeah. And the nose. Minority Report. The movie starts off with wavy water in the opening credits. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's sort of implied that snow. Well, snow was water. Water is snow. But, but anyway, well played, he says goes on to say. Also, you mentioned a few weeks ago you started at the same time as How Did This Get Made. Uh, but I ne- had never heard of it. I checked oh, yeah. them out. You guys are far better. Love, <laughs> love all four of you. Keep up Whoa, the amazing work. No, I no sir. I haven't heard them. I don't know. I've never heard them. I'm gonna will... take the compliment and go. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like compliments. No, I totally I love compliments. But pa- Paul Shear and Jason Mansukas are freaking comedic geniuses. Mm. Le- le- let's give them what their. Are we here chop liver. Yeah, we're we're ge- geniuses of a sort. We're um, <laughs> I don't know what to call us, but we're something. But yeah, okay, fine. I have no, I again, I've never heard it, so I don't know. But I'll take the compliment. It seems very nice. I want to. I want to also make sure I name uh, June Diane Raphael. She's amazing. Yeah, and then Shay says, "I'm a woman, Scott. Since you weren't sure last time, I wrote in. LOL. Okay. <laughs> I hope I didn't refer to her as he in this email before. Did I? Did I say I don't he know. wrote? I might have. If I did, Shay, I These that's twice wrote. Fool me once, blame shame on someone. Fool me twice, it's my fault. (laughs) 
Uh, also, we got this from Michael who wrote in says, by the way, Hercules in New York is streaming on Amazon Prime. Schwarzenegger was billed as Arnold Strong. Dude, you guys have to sack this movie, says Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I'm, should probably I, slate I'll, that. I'll yeah. put it on the list. I'll put it on the list. We 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 have a we have our, our site set on about three or four movies in the next few weeks, but I'll I'll add it to the Yeah, app. put it on the list. This is the one where he walks around with a dub over. It's not his voice. Somebody else talks for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh we probably are due. We need to, we need to get that thing in. Yeah, we do. Uh, our next film is Christmas Evil. Now, here's the trick. It is available for free in a number of places. Uh, to the two in particular are YouTube, where it's in its entirety. You just search for it and you'll find it. It's called Christmas Evil. It's a movie from 1980. It's also available to watch for free on Vudu with ads. So if you don't mind the ads, that's another place to get it if you use uh, Vudu. It's also available on Fubo and Shudder. Those happen to be subscription-based services, but they're available if you have that. Um, but Christmas Evil is the next and not final is it our last wait what's our schedule this month uh, yes. no, we got we're going right. to we're going to see if we can get another one in before new year's eve because it's it's uh, kind of goes with that all right well we're going to try well, but for sure this is oh right yeah cuz we do have we have two more weeks we have uh weeks. maybe we do christmas evil and black christmas oh we were going to watch new year's evil before new year's eve right but we could watch it after yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be gonna, that big a deal. We're gonna we're gonna work it out. Let's just focus. We'll, on we'll the figure next it one. out. Focus oh, on yeah, next we'll have week. Another though. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. It's holidays. Things are screwy, but uh, we'll do our best. But anyway, Black Christmas or sorry, not Black Christmas. Christmas Evil is the right. the next thing, and again, that is available in its entirety on YouTube for some reason without any commercial needs or payments or anything. So you can watch it on your favorite player, your apps, your whatever. Uh, so it's a little unusual. And might, I, and might and might I recommend Shutter? I don't get anything from Shutter, but I enjoy Shutter. And uh, sure. there's a seven day trial. You can do that. Also, can subscribe through the the Amazon Prime. If you already have that, just you can. I think you can add it on or something. I don't even know how much. Yeah, it's you like can, seven yes. bucks or yeah. something. It's cheap. It's not expensive. It's not an expensive service, but also, um, I, again, I don't know where I heard this, but I heard somewhere that they are about to just get yeah. f- fat with new content. Like uh, apparently yeah. something's coming. And I did watch while I had the trial. Uh, I watched all uh, creep, creep show. Right? All the creep show. Yeah, it was great. Like the Creep Show series is, I thought really? it was going to be just mm-hmm. gritty, grimy, gory, and hey, remember this show? Well, we're going to take it to new levels. It's very true to the original, like it, 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 and in all the, the right ways. Is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, that was great. It was really good. Like it's 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 one of my. It's if someone said, "Hey, what are your favorite anthology shows right now?" I think I'd put that on the list. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Shutter's great. We get nothing from them, but uh, why not? Anyway, uh, that's Christmas Evil next week as we finish out our Christmas movies for the year 2019. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Big thanks to everybody for watching. If you want to send in emails like those fine folks did, uh, one male, one female, you can send in. Uh, <laughs> you can send an email to filmsack at gmail.com. You're going to be so sad when those two females. I know, right? Oh, gosh, don't even tell me. Uh, and also, uh, you can leave us voicemails if you're so inclined, 801-471-0462. You can uh, always visit our website, filmsack.com. You'll find all our old episodes, plus all the current stuff, ways to contact us, and so on. You can also find us on Twitter, at Filmsack. That will do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Only four inches? We'll, ooh, we'll see you next time. Ugh.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. A man's penis. <laughs>